Here we go. Here we go. It's best show. It's best show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the best show. Heard each and every Tuesday night here on the place where you listen to the show, I guess. How do you describe it? I don't know. Well, we're all here. We're all having fun. Um, and boy, oh boy, do we have a great show for you tonight. I'm telling you. Tonight we got such a great show for you. We got uh, Jeff Tweedy, the, the, the amazing Jeff Tweedy. He's going to call and we're going to talk to him. Uh, we got Mike Kroll live set in the performance uh, hut. In the best show performance hut, part of the, the uh, whatever you call it. Look, Forever Dog, it's the Forever Dog Studio. It's a best show performance hut in the best in the Forever Dog performance spot. I don't know what you call it. I don't know. But all I know is that best show's back, baby. And I hear these other podcasts, and they all just one sucks more than the next. And the only one that don't suck, well, there's a few that don't suck. Double threat don't suck. Double threat's uh, one of the best also. One and one A with the best show. But after that, boy, oh boy, is that a drop off. Best show and double threat. Then you go down to what? Well, you go to Hollywood Handbook next. That's next. A little bit of a gap between best show, double threat, and Hollywood Handbook. Then after that, yikes, is that a free fall? Yikes. <laughs> um, no, it's a good night. We're going to have fun. The phone number 201-989-0012. Call up, be a part of the fun, and let's get the show a started. That's what I says. How about that? That work for you? Because it works for me. Best show. Show. Over on the best 
It's another Tuesday night here in August of 2022. What's going on, everybody? How are you? Welcome back to the best show. Hot nights here and all over the country. People are like, it's hot out. People are saying, in, indeed, they're saying it's hotter hotter than... Uh, uh, than playing Pinochle on the sun summer sun. I don't know if I'd go that far. But, um... Eh, let's go that far. I'll go that far. It's hot. It's hot. Right? The phone number, 201-989-0012, if you want to get in on the action. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of The Best Show. Here, doing it to it. Once again, we've been doing it longer and better than all the rest. Just like the pizza box says, baby, you tried the rest, now try the best. The best show. We just heard from Wilco. Tired of taking it out on you. That's from their new album, Cruel Country. Came out a couple months ago. Great album. We're going to talk to uh, uh, Jeff Tweedy in a little bit. That'll be fun. All about that album and his books and so much more. I'm going to ask him his credit card number. He doesn't know yet. Do you think, I, does anybody dare me to ask him his credit card number? Don't dare me. I'll do I'll do anything you dare me to do. I'll do anything you dare me to do. You know how I am. What, how should I ask him? If I'm going to ask him a credit card number, should go. You got a, hey, Jeff, you got a, a Visa, MasterCard, Discover? What what you rocking these days? Uh, Amex? And then I'll tell him, uh, he'll be like, yeah, I got a, I don't know, say he's got MasterCard. What's that? That one starts with a five, right? MasterCard starts with a five? Because American Express is a three, Visa's a four, MasterCard's a five and Discover's a six. You ever wonder what'll be seven? <laughs> like, I'll just, like, take him off, uh, take him off point, and I'll like, be like, I wonder what company will get to do seven as a, as a, uh, as their, as the first digit on their cards, huh? <laughs> well, Rod Champion on the uh, Twitch chat just double dared me, so that just, uh, that makes it official. I got to ask him. Now it's a matter of how, how. So if I say, uh, yeah, you got the, uh, so you're rocking a MasterCard these days? What's the number? No, that sounds, what's the, com- what, what's the company on that? You get you get points back, air miles? Like just, 
I don't know. This sounds this this all sounds very very shaky at best. I don't like where I'm going with this. Like uh I don't know. I I can't I don't think I can ask him his credit card number, everybody. I got a reputation to uphold here. I got a reputation to uphold. Before that, we heard the head coats with Beach Bums Must Die. One of the greatest songs ever. It don't get no better than that, huh? The great Billy Childish. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's go to the phones and see what's what there. We'll prime the pump. Then we will have Mike Kroll live in studio performing. I'm going to say this. I heard the sound check. Holy moly. Is this going to blow? Uh, I can say this. If you got if you got any kind of hairpiece or toupee, uh, go get some scotch tape. Wrap it around your head uh, like an old-timey, uh, like you get old-timey toothache. Wrap it around your head because that thing's flying off. You're going to flip your wig. You're going to flip your bleeping wig. I'm telling you right now. I don't want to hear anybody complain that their wig got flipped when Mike Kroll plays live on the show. Best show. Tom, this conversation coming up tonight, this music coming up tonight, I am incredibly excited. Oh, that's exciting. To whom am I speaking? This is Matt from Philadelphia. Matt from Philadelphia. How are you tonight, Matt? I'm doing really well. What Thank part? You. What part of Philly? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. What part of Philly are you in, Matt? I'm in the south part of Philadelphia. Ah, that's the neighborhood where. Is that where they park in the middle of the road and just declare that uh, <laughs> yeah. the side of the road now? The mi- in Philadelphia, it really is yeah. a little lawless there. For people who don't know Philadelphia, it's a little lawless. They decided, the, the fine <laughs> citizens of Philadelphia decided that it's not, that parking on the side of the road is not the only option. They, yeah. they park, it's true. they park on the line that divides the lanes going either way. They just park right on those lines. They've declared that that is, those are parking spots now. Tom, I, I used to live on a street like that and i used to park just like that i was very guilty of it do they ever ticket anybody uh like only on like parades it's 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 usually pretty safe only on parades like we have parades every every month i'll tell you what kind of parades (laughs) you don't have down there championship parades for your sports teams (laughs) right (laughs) boing that's Um, a point yes What's the last yeah. championship to come out of Philly? The Eagles? Oh, I'm not a terrible. I'm I'm not a up to date sports guy, but I say Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. You you ain't got no championships coming anytime soon, Chief. So to what do I have the pleasure of this call? This is not sports talk. My name is not. Uh, I am not Mike, nor am I the Mad Dog. <laughs> no, and no, I'm no. not talking sports. No, Chris Russo. Yes, Chris Russo. Uh, I, I would like to uh, know 
tonight there's no topic. So I'm curious if there's a, if you want to make up a topic together or if you want me to suggest Oops. a topic. I don't know why we were having such a good conversation. And then I'm sorry, I, all, I <laughs> Matt, I almost hung up on you. I don't know why that just irked me that you're like, you don't have a topic tonight. Yeah, I have uh, Jeff Tweedy calling in. I have a live uh, set from Mike Kroll. It's like, find what I don't have and point it out. And now I'm going to know what I'm going to hear. I'm going to hear for Dudio. Hey, man, I uh, I wanted to uh, do a that, That's a terrible Dudio impression. Um, Tom, I started the call by saying I'm so excited for everything tonight. Now, Dudio was I like, what's the topic today? I'm like, no topic. And then uh, Brett, uh, Brett, uh, Brett, uh, Brett Davis, you got a topic? Yeah, no topic. I'll be fine. First call out of the box. Hey, man, what's the topic? I can't believe this guy, and when I say this guy, I mean me. Yeah. Who's got two thumbs? Well, you have two thumbs, right? <laughs> Just assume, before I do this, you have two thumbs, right? Yeah. Okay. I only I ask. Do, for starters. Because my, uh, for anybody saying anything, my own dear, dear departed papa was missing a finger. So I only say that because I, uh, I have personal experience with that. And I'll say this, it was one of the most exciting things I ever had in my life was that he was missing a finger. He was not born without it. He uh, lost it. Uh, Long, insane story. Not talking about it tonight. But um, yikes! It's all off. Tom, can I share something with you? What's that? My my grandfather lost an eye, and it's also a long, insane story. Not born with it, but he like it happened later in life, like fifties. And mm-hmm. uh, I was I'm to this day I'm fascinated by that. When I drive my car down like the highway, sometimes I'll this is dangerous. I'll close my eye. And I'll, I'll try to imagine what it's like for him to drive his Cadillac. Imagine what it was like to be your old grandpappy, huh? Yep. People are saying you're e-cigs. Uh, I don't think you are, though. No. I'm Philadelphia, but I'm not e-cigs. I know that. I know this is not easy. Great if I pull that off. But I, I know be, this is not cheap. you. I know it's not you because uh, I, I can honestly. I see. I see your phone number and your. I know the e-cigs number inside and out. I. I. Uh, I review it. Uh, weekly. Yeah, I do have an out-of-state phone number. Yes. Make up your mind <laughs> around the lake tonight. Why am I getting messages on? Time why am I getting Instagram messages for the Toadies who are doing their one album? Oh, no, maybe not their one album. The album that has that song on it. Like, we're doing that in its entirety. It's like, what, how did I end up on that? How did that end up that. with the algorithm to where they're just like, this dude likes the Toadies? Whatever. Tom, um, that makes me think of a music question. Go for it. Uh, you said Billy Eyelids earlier, and I, I'm not familiar with that. Obviously, a play on Billie Eilish, and obviously a more recent band. But like, who are they? Eyelids. It's a great band out of Portland. You said Bill- oh, there's there's okay. a band called okay. Eyelids that are a great band, and um, Pete Buck produced their record and played on their new record, which isn't out for a few months. 
and um, we've got we've been playing a track from an, an advanced track from it. Um, yeah, but I was not doing Billy eyelids. I swear, if I did that inadvertently, <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I, I'm better than that, Matt. Come I on. thought so. Mis- misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. What What do you got? What do you want to ask me a question? Ask me a question. I'm not doing a topic with you, though. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. I guess I can't form the topic. Uh, I I I don't have a question, okay. honestly. Get Just, off my yeah. phone. That's how we do it now. Get off my phone. Hey, you want to do a topic together? Was our what we have? Color me mine. Is this our arts and crafts period now? Am I color me mine? Pat, am I color me mine? Does, uh, I don't think so. Does this look like a color me mine to you? No, I didn't think so either. Mike, does this look like a color me mine? What's color me mine, Cameron? Not at all. There you go, Mike. Have you ever been to color me mine? No, I don't know what that is. I didn't. Okay, you just. <laughs> it's uh I'm just going along to. It's a. Along. It's a craft. It's a place where you do some. Uh, it's a place where you go do like some. You can make a little little uh, uh-huh. little vase or something and drink. Like Mike's. Michaels. Not like Michaels. No, Michaels is just like a, sells craft stuff. Color me mine. You can. You has like a kiln there, and they make. You can bake the thing you make there while you get uh, drunk. Oh, okay. Is it one of those things where you like drink wine and paint? It is, yes. Okay. Why didn't we ever do that in Jersey? We were we were all there. Well, something is something to strive <sighs> for. Something to strive for. Back to the oh, hot so- phones. I'm going back to the hot phones, guys. <laughs> back to the hot phones. <laughs> Hello, best show. Hey Tom. This is uh, Liz from Vancouver ish. Liz from Van- Vancouver ish? Yeah, yeah. I get you. I'm on Twitter sometimes. Uh, Lizzie. I know who uh, this is. Yeah. You're, you're cool. Yeah, kind of around Vancouver, you know? This is one of the top podcast experts in all of uh, <clears throat> all of British Columbia, from what I hear. Thank you. It's How an are honor. You? How are you? I'm well, and I just wanted to call and tell you that. Thank Good. you for wishing me well. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, you, 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 uh, you seem cool. You seem like a cool person and you, you you know, we all got to make sure everybody's cool. That's all we got to do. Make sure everybody's cool. So tell me, Liz, top three podcasts in no order, no particular order. What are your top three favorite podcasts? Uh, double threat. Double threat. Yeah. Uh, Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. And uh, Hollywood Handbook. Oh. Yeah, you listed two of those earlier. Mm, so the I mean, show I listen to the best show live, so that's radio. Of course. Oh, they, the, oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. You just dodged. If this was uh, some sort of uh, uh, a saw-type uh, maze, you just <laughs> avoided uh, a pit full of spikes. Because I was going to say, oh, you, the very <laughs> show you called did not make your top three list. I listen and back were, after two. I do it double. Thank you. I, Liz, you just avoided. Uh, right now, Jigsaw is shaking his fist angrily because you did not uh, <laughs> fall into the pit full of spikes. Now, you also, I, I see you're always hyping this one show, Sloppy. What is it called? Sloppy Man? What is it? Oh, yeah. I love the Sloppy Boys. Now tell me what that I don't know sloppy boys. Am I is this Okay, so it's okay. it's 
Do you know that sketch group, the Birthday Boys? Yeah, I do. I was in it actually. I was one of the because there were seventy eight members <laughs> of the group, and I was kind of off in the back. <laughs> and um, so, so three of them have a rock and roll band called the the Sloppy Boys that do party rock music, and then they also do cocktail reviews. And I do quite enjoy that show. I should they they'll be mad, um, but um, it's uh, I'm, I'm really Wait, I'm on, quite babe. into it. I'm making a fanzine for them right now. They would be mad that you didn't mention them. Were they going to yell at you? I don't know. What's Maybe not. Deal? What's the just deal, Liz? Just won't tell them. What's the deal, Liz? You name the top three shows on the best show. You don't mention us, sloppy boys. <laughs> I never want to. I never want to do anybody wrong. No, of course. That's why it was a trap. Again, not unlike Jigsaw. <laughs> so, you like sloppy boys? What's the entry point? What should if I, if somebody wanted to get into sloppy boys? What should I be doing? Because I want to up some of these other podcasts. Look, are they as good as the best show? No, of course they're not. They know it. I know it. They go into it knowing it's kind of like a aspirational wannabe like Mike kind of scenario where they they can be Jerry Stackhouse. They can be Harold Miner. They can be any of these players who wanted to be Michael Jordan. But they it's, it's, it's look, that's neither here nor there. Where would I check out Sloppy Boys if I wanted? What's a what's a good entry point? Uh, so there, I I like their um they they've got they've got three musical albums which are all fun albums, not like like you know mu- three music albums which are all fun albums. Um, Lifelong Vacation is really really good, okay. um, and then I really like their episode about. Uh, the Flaming Dr. Pepper. I really like that. That's a great episode. A Flaming Dr. Pepper. What? That is a drink now? Yeah. They only do on their podcast, like, IBA cocktails. Oh, I think I got it. Uh... Which I think is International Bartenders Association cocktails. It's uh-huh. quite a... It, it, the concept was that they knew very little about it, so they wanted to know more. Now it's just kind of like... Anyway, it's 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 evolved. Okay. Look. The Flaming Dr. Pepper episode of Sloppy Boys. Pat. It's great. Pull the Flaming Dr. Pepper episode of Sloppy Boys. Have it ready for me on my drive home, please. You got it. Oh, what an honor, Tom. (laughs) I love the pretend thing here that I say, have it ready (laughs) for me for my drive home. And Pat goes, you got it. All he says is, you got it. As if. He's as if there's no part of any of what just happened that was true. I, it is, I, Pat is not going to get that episode. I don't necessarily How could want he set that, that episode. Up for you in the car, yeah, for the set it up in the car. He's it back in New Jersey. Different. He's back. In I'm the, going to I'm going to time out when you're leaving the studio. I'll have Jason tell me when approximately uh-huh. when you're getting in your car. I'm going to text it to you. That's all. Oh, oh look, it's actually happening. Oh. Fair, fair enough. I spoke before. I spoke too soon. I dang. Yeah, you know, look, I underestimated. But you know what's gonna happen now? I'm gonna be stuck in the car listening. I'm gonna be like leaving the show all wound <laughs> up, and now I'm like, I guess I gotta listen to, to, to. And this time you're gonna be mad at me. Yeah, no, you're lumped in with this now. You're you're collateral damage in this, Liz. I'm sorry. That's how it goes. It's all my fault. I who, feel terrible, Tom. I'm sorry for dooming you to who, this. Who are the heroes? Don't, don't, don't worry, Liz. Like you got it. You, you're, you're fine. 
Who are the heroes of Vancouver? Who are your favorite uh, ambassadors for the pro- uh, for for the city? Uh, Nardwar just got Nardwar Day uh, made official like a couple years ago. Uh, local legend. Um, gosh, I should know more local legends. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's bad. I kind of fell out with my corner of the scene. Um, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> you know what you say. You know what you say, Liz. Uh, if, Liz, if anybody asks you who's who are the icons, you go. You're talking to one right now. Oh, I love answer. that. Thank that's you. you that's how you answer. You counter a question like that. You go just a hundred and fifty percent tood. You just go. Uh, you're talking to it. one of them right now. <laughs> You go, yeah, Nardwar and uh, me, you're talking to one of them right now. Thank you. And then you hang up on me. Uh, I feel like, uh, see, I could never hang up on you. I know that um, uh, some someone did that to you during the 24 hour, and I was so shocked. Oh. I was really, I was like, that Tom hangs up on us. We don't hang up on Tom. That, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, Liz. Tom hangs up on on everybody. Nobody hangs up on Tom. And to step out of line, it's your like show. That. Thank you, thank you, Liz. These again, you're 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 acquitting. Again, if this was if this was a Saw movie, you're almost in the home stretch. You just got to avoid uh, <laughs> a giant bowling ball or whatever he rolls it, whatever he does, a bowling ball covered in razor blades. Well, it wouldn't roll very well if it was a bowling ball. A giant bowling ball covered in razor blades would just kind of stop as soon as. Jake's it would really ruin the carpet. Yeah, it would ruin the carpet. Well, I'm assuming that this uh, torture chamber is carpeted is a little <laughs> bit of a leap to just assume that. Hard to clean. So the jigsaw is Part like. Of the torture. Yeah, he's like talking to like a, carp- a carpet company. He's like, yes, I want carpet over. Uh, is that what Jigsaw sounds like? I have no idea. I don't watch these Saw movies. My mom won't let me watch the Saw movies. Um, She knows they'll give me nightmares. <laughs> These are the things I'm not allowed to do, Liz. I'm not allowed to eat uh, onions after 8 p.m. because then they give me nightmares. <laughs> I'm not allowed to watch any horror movies. Anything above PG, I'm not allowed to watch uh, after 8 p.m. And I'm not allowed <laughs> to uh, grow a mustache. And I'm not allowed to go in a sensory deprivation tank. I feel like a sensory deprivation tank does seem dangerous. I could see myself bonking my head or something. And suddenly you're like, help, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. And they like, like, no, really, get me out of this thing. Yeah, that would be awful. It's got to be very soundproofed, right? Or do you wear little like earplug thingies? I would hope. Look, I have no idea, Liz. My mom won't let me in one of those things. Um, But (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't be encouraging it. Right now she's listening to this and she's shaking her she has a rolling pin that she uh that she hits me with uh when I get out of line. Right now I'm sure she's swinging that thing around like uh like like uh, Barry Bonds. Um Oh no. Yeah. Maybe you can trip her up on the big apron she's wearing. Well, I could do that to my mother. Why would I think you want me sorry. to trip my mother? It's the meanest thing I ever heard. What are you, Jigsaw? It's like, I expect that from Jigsaw, Liz. Not from you. Oh, you're Canadian. You're supposed to be nice. Yeah, why don't you trip your mother? This is, this is, this is the new Canada. This is the new Canada. 
Oh, yeah, why don't you trip your mother on her apron? Let her bang her head. That's how you solve a problem. Every person for themselves over here. That is, it it's is crazy war. up north. It is war up in Canada. Wow. Liz, the phones are blowing up tonight. I just want to say this. Number one, thank you for calling. Number two, I'm glad you're doing well. Number three, you call back anytime you want. Thank you so much, John. It was and such a pleasure to talk course, to you. And number four, I will listen to Flaming Hot Pe- Flaming Dr. Pepper tonight, driving home in the car. <laughs> Sloppy boys. And I want you to tell this is what this is what if you could do one thing for me, tell the sloppy boys. Tom says, Hey. That's it. Okay. Liz? I'm sorry. I just heard Tom says, and then I thought you oh. hung up on me. No, that's all you got to do. Tell the sloppy boys that Tom Sharpling says, hey. Okay? Oh, okay. I will. That's it. All right. Talk to you soon. Oh, I think we got cut off again. No, goodbye. We're not cut off, but I am going to say goodbye right now. Back to the hot phones. Back to the hot phones. I'm being told we have uh, a hot call right here. Best show. Hello. Hi, to whom am I? Sp- who is this? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yes. I'm talking to the real SpongeBob right now. Yes. Oh my goodness, this is this is such an honor, SpongeBob. I'm such a huge fan. Yes. Now, where are you? Can I ask where you're calling from, SpongeBob? Bikini Bottom. From Bikini Bottom. Now that is un, that is in the ocean. Yes. How are you? How are things down in the ocean, SpongeBob? Good. Good. Yeah. Now what? What? Who are you friends with down there, uh, SpongeBob? Squidward, Mr. Krabs, which is my boss. That's right. That's right. You got a uh, Squidward. Seems like he's always crabby. Like he's always in a bad mood, huh? Yeah. Now, SpongeBob, what's the name of that uh, friend of yours? That squirrel. Sandy? Sandy. Okay. How is Sandy? Yeah. Do you see Sandy often? Yeah, she lives in a big, like, um, fish tank thing. Mm-hmm. Almost like, a, yeah. almost like, almost like, uh, she's in outer space. Yeah, like, she has, like, a helmet to keep her protected in water, but when she's in her house, she has a big tree. That's so cool. That's so cool, yeah, I know. SpongeBob. Is there anything yeah, else? But when I'm in her. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening, SpongeBob. So when I'm in um, Sandy's house, it just um, when I'm in it, I just feel like I'm about to like fade because there's like no water in her house. 
and that and you need water. Yeah, so she just gives us these fish tanks too, but with water in them. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say, SpongeBob? Yeah, of course. This is an honor. Yeah, I do listen to the show, SpongeBob. Yeah, I live. I listen to it on my shell phone. On your shell phone? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Please, let's do. Let's do it, SpongeBob. Should I call you Mister SquarePants? Okay. All right, Mr. Squarepants. What do you, let's uh, let's do it. Okay. I'll play. I'll do okay. it. Ba da 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 now now. Out on the road today, I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I saw a stupid bumper sticker. And you saw what bumper sticker? A stupid bumper sticker. A stupid bumper sticker. What was it yeah. for? What did it say? said something i couldn't really read it that much it was showing joe biden and it was like uh there was a pointing finger thingy oh. it was at a gas station at dunkin donuts you're at one of those dunkin donut those gas stations that have a dunkin donuts attached to it yeah yeah i thought you might have saw a zany zach bumper sticker um but you saw a, a joe biden bumper sticker Yeah, Zany Zach is a big fan of mine. Zany Zach is a big fan. I like Zany Zach. Yeah. I heard a few days ago he just called in. Um, Wally called in. Yeah, Wally Wacky Man, this puppet, called in. Yeah. Well, that's, look, SpongeBob, this was a great call. You're a, you're a fun caller, and you call anytime you want, SpongeBob. Okay. Okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was sweet. Sweet stuff. I like that. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. This is Taylor from Asheville, North Carolina. Taylor from Asheville, North Carolina. How are you tonight, Taylor? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? Well, uh, a few weeks ago, you uh, put forth the question of if it would be weird for you as an adult in a vehicle by himself to do the pumping arm motion to get a truck to blow its horn for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm I'm a truck driver. I'm currently in my truck, and I, I was hoping to blow my horn for you. Hold on a second. Where exactly are you right now? I am passing the exit for Valdez, North Carolina. Wow! And you're you're uh, what? What are you on for? On the forty? On the, on eighty five? What are you on? Uh, wow! You're you're really good. I uh, I am on forty. Yes. 40 heading where? West? Uh, 
headed towards Charlotte. I'm going to get on 123 to 85 to Charlotte. Nice. What are you hauling? What are you hauling, Taylor? Well, I uh, I drive for a certain expressly federal company, um, sure. and I I pull the uh, the two trailers at once. I'm one of those guys. You pull the two trailers at once. So I've got a lot of mail packages and stuff. Uh huh. You heading toward Hickory? Uh yeah, I pass Hickory. I pass Hickory. Sure. Statesville. Um. Wait, say it again? Statesville? You heading up towards Statesville Way? Uh, yeah, I think I passed Statesville. I'm not sure. This I passed Hildebrand, uh, Rodis. <laughs> I, um, look, I feel, I just want to say this. A couple people on the show don't like truckers. Um, I do. I think truckers are America's, uh, final pioneers. You are the true cowboys in America. Um, but I don't want to name names on the show. Few of the other people don't enjoy truckers. They think you look out, here comes a trucker. There goes the neighborhood. They're going to steal all our stuff and load it on a truck, rip us off. You can't trust anybody that takes a shower at a rest stop. These are the things I uh, get sick to my stomach when they talk like this, Taylor. Well, that's that's really sweet of you to say, Tom. I really appreciate that. You know, that's that's another reason why I'm calling. I wanted to change the, uh, you know, the image some people have Thanks. of truck drivers. Because there's people are saying that truckers here they come. They're gonna just. Uh, they're, they got their Travis Tritt cassettes, and uh, just uh, just uh, I don't I don't abide by it that they that they uh, that all you do is throw bottles full of urine out onto the road. Um, uh-huh. I don't agree with any of this. I say give truckers a chance. That's what I say. Give truckers a chance, everybody. I I, agree, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's really nice of you. Oh, um, I, mean, I, 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 I want to say that some truckers do do some of those things, but you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to change that. Yeah, we got to change it because the look, I get why they think truckers. I don't want to say someone on the staff is saying, "Come on, Tom, truckers are garbage wrapped in human skin." No, you take that back. Come on, Tom. Now let me tell you, that, Taylor. It, it, it takes one, Tom. That's all. When you're on the CB, you do you have a CB in your car in your in your cab there. I do, I do, yeah. No, hardly anybody uses it anymore, but I've got one. Like, what would you use it for? An emergency? Uh, yeah, you know, asking why there's a traffic backup, or um, you know, if you're if you're parked somewhere, you want to know like if. If anybody knows if the highway's clear of snow or something, if there's bad weather, uh, I used it a few months ago. I guess about a year ago now to uh, keep uh, my friends on the road updated on the uh, World Series score. Um, that didn't really earn me any friends, but it was fun for me. Cause I I feel like you got to watch out for. Uh, I used to, I used to go on. Um, 
There's literally a title card put up. I'm sorry. I got to say this. The new best show is better than ever. A title card goes up within five seconds saying, coming up, he's going to honk it. (laughs) 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 Right now, best show is on all cylinders, baby. Though. Like I need the I need to go ahead from the arm bomb. Uh, we're gonna get there. We're getting there. I used to go on okay, the CB okay. when I was a kid. I used to go on the CB when I was a kid, and I would just say things that weren't true. And now I want to apologize to the trucking community because I would say, "Yeah, I heard there's a plain brown rapper going down uh, the double deuce, going bound east, uh, eastbound." And because uh, a plain brown wrapper is a is a uh, an unmarked cop car. Sure. Yeah. And uh, um, there's there's now that uh, if a police officer is in the median, they're called a bear in the grass, yeah. and if they're on the shoulder, they're a bear in the woods. Bear in the woods, and if it's a and if it's a, a copter, it's a bear in the air. Yeah. Sure. Taylor, let's get to the good stuff. Can you honk your trucker horn for me, please? Are you are you pumping your arm? I will pump my arm. I promise I'm doing it. Here we go. On the count of three, you oh. tell me when, and I will pump my okay. arm trucker style. I'm One. Before. You tell me when you're pumping. On, the, on three, I'm going to do it. One. Okay. Well, I did it. Let's do it again. On the count of three. One, two, three. This is maybe the greatest moment of my life. I'm glad. And I want to give you the go-ahead. I'm I'm approving you doing that in your car while you're driving around because uh, truly nothing gives a trucker much more joy than that. That's amazing. Now, let me just ask you this. Uh. Let me ask you this, Taylor, and I know this might violate trucker code. What really goes on? What's the underbelly of the community of the trucker fights? What goes on? What's the, like, where you got, you're fighting over uh, over, over uh, trucker speed? What what goes on in those trailer parks, huh? Not trailer parks, you know, well, the truck stops. Well, the government kind of crack down on the uh, trucker speed so mostly at truck stop we fight over the last slice of uh, pj fresh pizza that's the pizza they've got at pilot flying j truck stops mm-hmm. and uh, that's a pretty hot commodity guys get pretty hot over it okay all right fighting over the pizza eh? uh, he honked it this is the best thing i've ever been a part of the breaking news he honked it i don't know what to do i'm gonna say this to everybody if you're not listening to the best show live you're missing certain things a graphic just went up on the screen breaking news he honked it um so <laughs> now, come on taylor tell me and about i want all listeners i want to encourage them to uh you know get get truckers honking we love it Get trunkers honking. You hear that now? Let me ask you this. Come on, Taylor. Tell me about. You're you're pumping it? Tell me about. I'm not pumping. I don't like that at all. Tell me about the. uh, I'm sorry. What goes on? It sounded weird saying that. I'm sorry. What about the lot lizards? What's the deal with that? You know. I've only been doing this for a couple of years, and I've yet to encounter, I mean, not that I'm seeking them out, 
I've yet to witness any lot lizard uh, action. I haven't seen anything happening. I haven't seen anybody walking around. That's not to say it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think with um, you know having access to the internet and stuff on our phones, I think that might have changed the lot lizard scene a little bit. Okay, fair enough. And uh, are you just? Hey, if you, I had the if I had the goods, I'm with you. But I no, of course I know I know you would. And when you when you're at a when you're at a flying J and you are catching up and you guys are all gossiping about things, or do you find that you are uh, 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 simpatico with uh, the trucking community, or are you kind of like an oddball? I uh, yeah, I think I'm a, I think I'm a little bit of an outsider. Uh, to be honest with you, um, it's it's. It can be uh, very, um, yeah, uh, like very macho. Uh-huh. Um, fortunately, I've got I've got a big beard and I'm a pretty big guy, so like I can kind of blend in until I open my mouth. But um, you know, I I'm a part of a Dungeons and Dragons group, and uh, whenever we play, I'll, I'll go into a truck stop because they've got these lounges. Mm-hmm. And I'll play there, and uh, you know, with uh, over Skype, and uh, it, it draws some, it draws some looks, it draws some looks. Sure. When you're meanwhile, you're just like they're they're looking to talk about the new uh, Kenny Chesney CD, and you're you're just like, hey man, yeah. I'm a I'm a chaotic uh, good elf. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Anybody see my scimitar? <laughs> I got. Th- I'm gonna go orc hunting tonight. And meanwhile, they're just like, "What?" So, look, Taylor, you made my <laughs> night. You made my night, buddy. I, uh, I appreciate I'm the call, and uh, I will talk to you very soon. You call back anytime you want, from the road or otherwise. Okay. I appreciate that. Have right. a great night. One more time on the way out. Through. On the way out. One more time. One, two, three. There it is. That's the greatest moment of my life. Can you believe it? These truckers. And I want to say to the staff of the show who badmouth these truckers, shame on you. You hear this guy? You hear this guy? He's a great, he's a great human, this trucker. He's out there doing his thing, lugging around who knows what. Yeah, Tom, he gave you a solid toot toot. Apparently there's some cross wiring here. Uh, I guess uh, I didn't know how you think I sound. So I figured that's how I talk. It's uh, it's, uh, uh, blue collar comedy apparently is doing a show here at the network and uh, their stream has crossed with ours. Um, Now that's, that's duty. That was one of the highlights of my life, Jason. I I can't believe it. It it. was unbelievable. I also love that he was very, He's driving uh, an area that I know very well. Yeah, he's driving. Wow. He's he's a he's a he's a cowboy, old fashioned cowboy. Yeah, I'm going to the phones. Back to the phones. Jeff Tweedy coming up in a few. We'll be talking to Jeff Tweedy. Back to the hot phones, though. Welcome to the best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. To whom am I speaking? <laughs> This is Dan in Portland. 
A, Van or Dan? Dan with a D. Dan with Owen a D. from uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, well, Dan, I want to welcome you to the best show. Thank you, Tom. Someone typed Van in Portland. <laughs> Dan from Portland. Um, oh. And I've actually, I've spoken to you once before. I was um, on the Valentine's Day episode of uh, Double Threat. That's right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What uh, to what do I owe right. the uh, the uh, the occasion of you calling the best show now? So, if it's not too late, I'd like to c- give you a congrats on the 24 hour show. It is never too late. I know this is like like a mid February Happy New Year, but no, no, so. never ever, never ever. <laughs> Never. You can. You can do um, it. And I'm actually calling. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I have a story about one of your 24-hour show guests. Really? Is it a I good? Do. Is it a good it's story? True. It's a. It's a pretty okay story. <laughs> it's not going to. Um, the result of the story com- hi- highlights um, a lesser known accomplishment, but something I think should be celebrated. Um, of the guests. Okay. Let's hear it. And all right. (laughs) So a few years ago, um, I was living in LA and I went to a show. Uh, my friend, my friend was playing a show at the hi hat and I was approached a few times throughout the night to, and when I introduced myself, they were like, Oh, you're Ty Siegel's wife. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no. And I, I think like the third or fourth person, I was like, yep, sure am. Uh, so I went home and did some investigative work to figure out who Ty Siegel was married to, to see if there was like a resemblance or if we shared a name or like what the deal was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pull up Instagram and I go to see who Ty Siegel's following. And if you look at it, it's the most beautifully curated Instagram feed. feed. It's just all dachshunds. Okay. <laughs> That that's who Ty is following on Instagram. Ty Siegel. The, Ty is fo- there was there was no no wife in sight, but if you go to Ty Ty Siegel's Instagram and you look at who he's following, mm-hmm. it's all dachshunds. That's amazing. And Ty Ty is one of the best, if not the best. I love him. And um, yeah, no Ty Ty is one of my favorite performers ever, and. So he's got all. I'm looking now. Yes, it, it looks like it's a all, all pooches. All pooches. So it's you're great. So if you if you ever walk by Ty, Ty Siegel, and he's on his phone thro- scrolling through Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's just looking at puppies. He's looking. And that at... that gives me a little comfort. Okay. And Ty played the 24 hour best show with uh, Jess Cornelius and Michael Cronin. That was amazing. That was uh, toward the end of the show. And also. All of the oh, all incredible. of the all of the best show twenty four is up in podcast form, and it's up in YouTube form, buddy. The video is up, and everybody should check it out. Uh, infinite thanks to the 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 people on on the show who've worked on getting everything up. Brett Davis, Brett Boehm. Uh, Jason Gore, um, Pat Byrne, 
Andrew Gleason. Who else worked on getting the stuff up? I want to thank everybody. Okay. We'll get them later. If there's anybody I missed, we'll thank them later. Yeah, I so, think you got everyone. Okay. Awesome. So everything's up now. Everybody can check out any part of the 24-hour best show anytime they want. And uh, so you looked up and you're trying to find out more about who this this uh this uh dan is danny exactly dan, well so danny. For, for context at the time um i was going by my given name given name danette and his okay. wife's name is danae that's right and they and they so uh, very similar it's just mine ended with a uh, hers ended with an eh. mm-hmm. um so in a loud venue i i see the miscommunication sure and she's awesome, so it's a very complimentary person to be compared to. It was a huge compliment, yeah. Right. And it put Ty Siegel, I think I'd probably heard of him or, like, come across him here and there, but never really took the time to really listen to him or, like, look into his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I did after that night. And so, now, now you're a fan. Great okay. way to find out about someone. You get now through the door how you get through the door. Great. That's amazing. And um, anything else, Dan? Um, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, I'm well I got. This is what I'm going to say to you, Dan. You call anytime you want. Anytime you want. Well, call during the show. It generally, you can call when the show's <laughs> not happening. It will. You will be wasting your time, though. I do. May I ask you a quick question? Of course. Speaking of pooches, yeah. how's uh, how's Al doing? Big Al, Big Al's doing all right. Big Al, Big Al's doing, doing all right. Okay? I love him. I love him. Oh, what a little, what so a little buddy. He's such a such a little pal. It's gonna make somebody very happy. It's gonna make somebody very yeah. happy. It's gonna make me a little sad, but he's gonna make somebody very happy. No. All right. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Back to the phones. Back to the phones. Hot phones. Hot phones. Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I speaking? This is uh, Dominic in Austin. Dominic in Austin. How are you, Dominic? I'm okay. Hold on one second. I'm just uh, closing this door. Okay. Close the door. I heard. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Who's who's on the other side of that door? Little kid? Yeah, my little three year old. Daddy, daddy, no. <laughs> Slam. Yeah, I have twin boys. Daddy, I want to. <laughs> Not now. Daddy's talking the best show. Well, yeah, I it's fine. Having to well, let, cut let, this one short, I guess. Let's talk to your kid. That's uh, no offense to you, Dom. I want to talk to your oh, kid. Oh, well, they're three. They're, they're not going to, they won't follow any instructions. Oh, well, right? watch this. You watch this. Put the little rug rat on. You watch what I pull out of this kid. Are you sure? Oh, am I sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to um, put the speaker on that way. We can, you know? Yeah, okay. 
Tom, are you still there? Oh, I'm still here. Still there? I'm here. Okay. So you're talking to two, two little boys. Okay. Who? Hi, hi, children. How are you tonight? They're just staring at the phone. Okay. Children. Hello, kids. It's me, Bozo the Clown. Little kid, say hi. Hi. Who? Hi. Let's have a race to see who can say hi so many times. Who can say hi the most times? Hi. Hi. Tom, can I? I'm here. Tom's here. He says, Tom, you have to go to sleep. Is it bedtime? Do you guys want to go to bed? Yeah. You do? You want to go to bed? Do you want to eat candy? You want to eat candy? Yeah. Who likes candy? If you like candy, scream. You like candy? No. Oh, Dom, I got to say, you were right, Dom. There we go. There we go. If you like candy, scream super loud. All right. Dom, I got to go. All right. Well, who lo- you said there? You said he had something for a topic. What do you got, real quick? Oh, um, yeah, I have. Well, first off, thanks, thanks a bunch for the twenty-four hour shows. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. Secondly, um, I had uh, something for uh, the uh, when an artist lost it. Yeah, what do you? Who who lost it? I have when Lou Reed lost it. Was a legendary heart when uh, when he uh, killed off Gary. Bottoming out. He didn't. Lou Reed never lost it. How dare you? How dare you? Get off my phone. Lou Reed lost it. You just lost it. Me, it being the connection to the best show. You just got hung up on, bro. Tell me, Lou Reed lost it. First, his kids are calling up. They're not yelling. They're the only kids ever that don't scream. Can't believe this. Just trying to get some kids to scream. These kids wouldn't scream. They wouldn't scream. Look, God bless these kids. They sound like they sound like they're uh, from heaven it, it, it itself. They're from heaven itself. But then you tell me, I don't even want to know. The kid won't scream when you say, "Hey, who wants candy?" Scream if you like candy. And they didn't scream? I don't even think those were kids. I don't think those were kids. He he needs to check. Those might have been dogs. They may be dogs in uh, osh-gosh-bagosh overalls posing as as children. You say, who wants candy? If you like candy, scream. I'll start screaming. I gotta say this. What was his name again? Don? Dom? 
He's allowed to call. Those kids are banned for five years. It's a five-year ban on both of those kids. Call back when you're eight. Like I'll still be here in five years. I'll be, I'll be under, I'll be in the dirt four years, four years in. I ain't got much time, guys. I'm lucky if I make Halloween. I'm lucky if I make give a give a guy a chance. Just support my show. Go to patreon.com slash the best show. Uh support the show. We got all sorts of content going up on the Patreon, by the way. Uh I'm gonna release a schedule in two weeks. That will be all the shows and everything you want to know for the best show, uh, Extended Family. Unbelievable. Five-year ban. In fact, up it to seven. Seven. Those kids don't get to call back till they're 10. In fact, one of them can call when, when they're 10. The other one can't can't call for a year past that till they're 11. That's just how it goes. One kid can't call till they're 10. The other one has to sit and watch their sibling on the phone for a full year talking to me. Sick. Look, I'm not going to blame the kids for bringing down the best show, but... You ain't doing me no favors, Chief. You ain't doing me no favors. How am I supposed to get, how am I supposed to take over uh, bleeping uh, uh, kids to say the darndest things? With those kids. They're killing, they're, they're killing, they're killing the mood. I can't, I can't score with those kids doing that. I mean, God bless them. They seem like angels. They're little angels. They're little angels. From heaven, from heaven itself, little angels. They're little angels that will be recast. Unbelievable. But again, angels from heaven, God bless them, everything. I'm not putting the kids down. I'm just putting their performance down. Dom, you're allowed to call next week if you want. Kid number one, seven-year ban. Kid number two, eight-year ban. It's up to you to determine which is kid number one and which is kid number two. But you do need to sit them down tonight and tell them, you are banned for seven years, Billy. And a little Kirby, I'm assuming. And Kirby, you're banned for eight years. I'll be calling next week. What are you going to do? It's rough out there. It's a jungle out there. Remember that? I do. Yikes. So, what news do I need to tell you before the show moves forward? The Patreon is on fire. That's where you support the best show. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. Um, we're really trying to get pretty ambitious here with the show and do a lot of different things. Um, we are building stuff like nobody's business for this program. I got, we're buying equipment left and right. They might as well just, uh, my, my nickname might as well be Sweetwater now. My, call me old Tommy Sweetwater for, for the amount of stuff I'm ordering. 
Old Tommy Sweetwater. We're making this place unbeatable. And we already got a little bit of a lead on everybody, but soon we're going to start lapping you. We're going to start lapping every one of these other podcasts. I love these other podcasts where they're like, I'm doing the show from my tub. Yeah, well, excuse this next strike. Someone's got to use the bathroom while I'm doing the show from the tub. Meanwhile, we got studios. Oh, S. Studios. Not a studio. Studios. We got studios. We got a stage. We got a performance spot. We got all of it. Going to play a record and then we're back. A record, a song. Play a song, then we'll be back in a second. I'm gonna play something by the amazing Skrillex. No, not Skrillex. I'm kidding. I'm gonna play. Uh, let's play something fun. Let's play something fun before you go to the break. Let's play something fun before we go to the break. How's that sound? You like fun music? Who likes fun music here? I like fun music. A year ago, we asked who was better than this band. Most bands didn't make the cut. They made the cut almost every time as the better band. Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, how about that? A little fun Pet Shop Boys song there for everybody. Left to my own devices, maybe my favorite Pet Shop Boys song. What do you think about that? You like apples? How do you like them apples? You can't go wrong. You ever listen to discography, the their singles collection? That's one of the best greatest hits collections ever. Yeah. What are you gonna do about that? Except enjoy their music. I'm being told. Where is it? Where are we? Here? Yes. No, maybe so. I'm being told to go to the hotline. Do I bring the hotline up or is it up? Oh, here we go. I got it. Okay. Here we go. Famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. Here we go. Here we go. I'm being told there's a famous person on the line and to go to the line with the famous person. This is so exciting. Welcome to the best show, Jeff Tweedy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Thanks good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for, for coming on the show. This is so exciting. <laughs> That's, uh, it was, uh, the music was really loud on my phone. Hold on a second. The Pet Shop Boys was the loudest I think I've ever heard waiting, call waiting music. That was pretty amazing. In a good way or a bad way? Cause I'll cause heads will uh, roll over here. If you say it, bad it, way, it, if you say bad way, people are getting a cardboard box a, and they're going to put plant their plant in it and they're out. <laughs> it was exciting. There you go. Okay. That's so good. I think that's good. You're all safe for now. If you do anything, <laughs> it got me, it, it really got me 
amped up. Oh, got you all, fi- all fired up. Well, well, get ready to get fired down. I don't know what else to say. After you got fired up, you're, I'm going to fire you down now, Jeff Tweedy. Now, um, well, I figured that's why I'm here. Now, this is it's uh, it's so exciting to have you here. The new album, Cruel Country, is so great and is at such. What is it, it's like? What is it like to be this far in with a band? You are twenty, coming up on twenty years in now, right? With Wilco. Uh, more like more like oh, more like twenty five. Really, I think. Wait, ninety four? Uh, yeah, more like maybe even longer than that. Uh, I'm pretty bad with uh math here. I think that uh. First Wilco Records, like no, you're right. Oh my god, seven years. Oh, I'm so bad with. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, well, I yeah. I gotta say, look, math. No, you're not dumb. No, I am. I look. You can you can call it twenty seven years. Uh, twenty seven years in. I'm so bad with math. I mean, in my mind, in my mind. I, look, first of all, in my mind, I still think it's two thousand two somehow. Like I'm, I like I I'm always shocked when suddenly it's like, hey, you know that record came out fourteen years ago. I'm like. No, that came out two years ago. But that's yeah, it on doesn't, me. It doesn't work the same way it did when we were younger. I, I don't know why. I mean, we're further away from my first record than we were from, like, Elvis. Yeah. That's, <laughs> when we first started making. That is, like, the crazy thing when people yeah. are like, hey, you know, if they were to make uh, Dazed and Confused now, it would be about 1997. And I'm like... No, right. that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, that's, well, this is that's not fair. Well, it's more dramatic then because you you dropped one of the best records in the band's entire catalog twenty seven years deep. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm we're uh, well. I mean, thank you. I don't know what to say. That's very sweet. What? How? Um, how? Like. Because the, the records all have different vibes, different different feels, and 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 different attitudes to them. When does that kind of reveal itself when you're the one making the records? Like when when do you get a feel for what the record is gonna look like or or sound like in the process? I mean, I I really don't know. The process is kind of like. I just start making stuff. I just start writing songs. I'm kind of always writing songs, but when we start working on a record, we just start uh, kind of instinctively playing the songs. It sounds like uh, something we were excited about trying to record. And uh, at some point, it happens every time that it, it just starts to have, it, it's like we discover it. It's like a... Um, not really looking for it to be the same thing or not the same thing. It always ends up being a little bit different because we use this process of um, recording that just is more about finding the record than it is about setting out to make a type of record, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there's some tipping point in the process where suddenly it's like, huh, this is where, this is where it looks like we're going to be living with this one. Yeah, I mean, like we'll do, uh, for example, for Cruel Country, we 
we have been recording all of this sort of art pop material for, you know, since before the pandemic. And when we finally got to play together in the studio again, we started working on some of that music again. And um, at some point, just to have a new song to sing, or it just felt like this was so exciting to be in the studio together after uh, not spending time in the studio for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like kind of urgent to have like a new song to sing or each day and the songs that were easiest to learn and feel felt the most immediate were these like kind of country songs and folk songs that I've been writing. And so we started playing those. Uh, and I don't know if they just started sounding like they belonged on a record together. Sure. <laughs> you know, it sure. Just started the other stuff just stopped being, um, it was, I mean, I really think that other stuff is going to be great when we, you know, when we get it out and we finish, you know, it's, it's an old mother record that's kind of almost done. But, um, but I think that this stuff just felt more like, uh, not very self-conscious, very comforting to us to just kind of play these, these more traditional song shapes and, and, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just the same thing that always happens. It just became uh, this thing that we were reacting to more than we were felt like we were directing it. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Sure. And and just the sheer because you 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 have been on one of the uh, all time prolific streaks uh, over the last bunch of years. Where uh, I don't I don't think you can I don't think the faucet you can't shut that faucet off. Uh, that songwriting faucet. <laughs> so I, I, that's a, it's a great comfort to me to make stuff up. You know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I like, I love writing songs and I'm kind of constantly writing songs. So yeah, I think that, uh, it's, it's nice to have places to put them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How, how, and how do you kind of feel like, this one is good for this one's good for Wilco. This one is one I could maybe do solo. This is like like because you have so many avenues or potential destinations for the for the songs. How, when do you know which one belongs um, where? Well, the ones for a while now, the ones that I I feel like I could put across by myself with just an acoustic guitar. Uh, even if I put other instruments on them, I kind of think of those as songs that I could put on my solo records because I don't have to rely upon a whole band being there to kind of communicate the song. But then a lot, a lot of songs that are written like that ended up on this record. Um, uh, but that used to be the kind of the rule of thumb. This one was just kind of like, hey, why not play some of these songs with Wilco and, and everybody in Wilco really, it's kind of material that we haven't really tackled in a long time, this uh this more uh, country flavored angle or something. I don't know. It, it seemed pretty exciting for everybody, uh, including me to, to hear, you know, Nels Klein play Dobro uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, just, uh, just the way the band plays together. It just sounds so nice to me to, to hear oh, these songs like that. It's so great. And it's, there's such a great feel to the whole record and, it's kind of you're kind of hitting a sweet spot on it where it's it's 
beautiful and then it starts to get a little fractured and then it gets beautiful again it's just like it really look i'm not gonna blow smoke here but it's just i kept picking up on like a almost like a like a, a sister lover vibe in spots on the record just like that brand of beauty. well i mean that's a huge that's a huge component of our vocabulary it's like as venn diagram of what everybody in wilco likes it's probably right in the center like that kind of um uh that kind of i don't know whatever scratches that itch that kind of record this sister lovers Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's broken and i don't want to fix it kind of sound you know yeah uh now how like there okay, something something important about the like the just the whole band being able to play together with some vulnerability um which is hard for uh you know it's a it's a real it requires a lot of trust and and you know emotional kind of connection for a band to play uh with with that kind of uh no freedom mm-hmm. from wanting it to be perfect i guess you know but but just allowing everybody to sound um, emotionally invested, all the instruments even, you know? Yeah. And now you, you said in your first book um, that everybody recording together can kind of, and, and taking advantage of the, 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 the immediacy of the live aspect of something in, in terms of recording can kind of limit the tinkering and the, maybe fixation on pedals and whatnot. Um, it just feels like this is one of those records where it just, it, you can almost feel the relief that you all are getting to share this uh, together. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, after so many years, uh, you know, being kind of an established band and it's a band of people that, that can all play their instruments instruments pretty well and we have so much gear at the loft there's uh it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes like where you're you're not really creating you're making decisions you know Mm -hmm. you're you're just deciding uh from an infinite set of parameters which ones you want and what i think you always one of the parts of the process that i think we always have to rely upon is is limiting that you know, so that you can be more creative, not just making decisions, but making uh, a connection with the with a smaller set of of uh, I don't know, with just a smaller palette or just a smaller uh, set of parameters. And mm-hmm. and and yeah, it is a relief. I think it, it like I I'm much more comfortable in that mindset than I am within the computer age, looking at pro tools or things that, that, uh, um, a lot of people, I guess, feel really comfortable using. I just, I just feel like it's almost too infinite sometimes. And, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's like picking, it's like having the whole English dictionary in front of you to pick out a sentence or something like that. I, I kind of don't need that. I, I just need the, the, the words that are coming to me to mm-hmm. not be impeded by, choices you know yeah you just there it's it's it ultimately kind of runs counter to the to the actual objective which is to make music right it's like i just think all the like so many of my favorite records were made with just just the most ridiculously minimal uh 
uh, I don't know, like Suicide's first album, or you know, just like just a couple of elements, or Nick Drake, Pink Moon, or something like that. There's so many records to just rely upon such a simple palette, uh, Wire, Pink Flag, things like that. And we're we're a six piece band, so we're never going to have that that kind of austere, uh, really disciplined, minim, mm. minimal approach. But we can get closer to it by being somewhat conscious of the fact that we don't. I don't know. It, it kind of helps our creativity to be. Um, I don't know. Just draw focus a little bit more on a few things. Sure, sure. Now. One of the one of the fun things in in you've written two books. They're both outstanding. I can't recommend them highly enough. One is a a memoir. I guess it's fair to say. Let's yeah. go so we can get back. And then uh, a couple of years ago, you wrote a book on how to write how to write one song, which uh, kind of is you exploring the process and and and. It's kind of it's funny how it it ends up being a, a memoir in and of itself while having a ostensibly a different purpose, but you still are telling stories about yourself uh, through the journey of explaining how mm-hmm. you write songs. Um, but one of the things that's so interesting. By the way, to, I've been I just started your book and I've been really enjoying it. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's the nicest thing I ever heard in my life. Honestly, that um, <laughs> I when I was re I reread the first book to get ready to talk to you. And I was like, Oh no, I think we have things in common that are not the fun things to have in common. So you will, you will be like, Oh, I got locked up in one of those places too. I think you, if you stick with the book, you'll, (laughs) you'll, you'll have some of that uh, to look forward to. Um, but one of the things I was so thrilled by was the, that I couldn't have related to more was the kid at the grocery store reading Cream Magazine and doing everything you can to hold on to as much information as you could get while you're at the grocery store. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's like a, I mean, such a, piece of cosmic luck that those magazines existed at that time i don't know i just feel uh i I would have felt really lost i think without that window into a world outside of my immediate environment you know oh absolutely and you know one of the things that's so interesting the way music has the, the the consumption of music has changed is like Back then, I don't know if like people growing up now realize it was like everything was presented as as a fight, basically. Like, like if you <laughs> Cream Magazine, you were you were you had to pick between Led Zeppelin or The Clash. Like, right. I mean, I remember the letters sections were right. just, you- they were they were saying like pick a side, kid. Yeah, I remember uh, this really brief period where we were insisting to our friends that they couldn't listen to Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he was a, a filthy hippie. Yeah, but that's so funny. That's just like you're trying, but you're trying to like, like at that point, you're trying to figure out who you are at that point. 
and right it was just such a a way to yeah like to form an identity around records it's a really bad strategy for identity forming by the way oh I, I was, it, it, and it doesn't help when you don't necessarily have the money to go get the records yet either like you're just kind of reading about them and i would just go to the library i'd read old rolling stones and i would just like be writing things right. down and then it would just be like well, I don't know where I'm going to hear this stuff necessarily, but I had that same. When you say in your book that you nailed what Gang of Four sounded like before hearing them, that was the that was the story of my childhood. Absolutely, and like writing the writing at that time really had to do a much better job of conveying those things. Like, what's it sound like? Almost nobody writes about that now because it probably because you sound like an idiot when everybody can just listen to it for themselves. But I miss that. I miss that about rock writing. I miss when people had to be kind of imaginative and, and explain it to somebody like they would never hear it, you know? Absolutely. It really, um, it carried so much of the water for a young music fan at that point to just, when I would go to a record store, I was just going in and it was like, it was like, all of that research, it was time to start for it to start paying off when I'm at the record store and just trying to find these things, find right. imports. And, and it just is such a strange, you know, the strangest one to me, you know, the iconography of bands. And you think about like, I used to look at those Grateful Dead records and you see a skull with a lightning bolt running down the middle of it. And then you see a skeleton with roses, a wreath of roses around its head. And it's just like, then you hear the Grateful Dead and it's just like, well, this shouldn't sound like that. Like, this doesn't match those <laughs> images. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like there's such a... Uh, yeah, I'm just reminded of like, I think that Black Flag was like a popular band across the country before anybody had ever heard them. It was based on their flyers and their logo yeah. alone. You it, know? It's so funny you say that. It's like T-shirts were like news bulletins as much as anything, where you would just see a Husker Du shirt or a, especially a Black Flag shirt. You see those bars, and it's yeah. just like, oh, I got to hear what that sounds like, but... Look, for me, to be fair, I was just kind of like, that scares me. I don't know if I can handle that just yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, think I saw a Minor Threat shirt before I ever heard of a Minor Threat record. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things like that. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying about the Grateful Dead, and I guess what reminded me is, is like around the same time, and those records had existed for a long time, but I remember being really afraid of a lot of the punk rock kids in St. Louis at the black flag shows I would go to. And then one of like the main key guys that seemed like the leader of the St. Louis punks. Um, I went to see black flag one time and all of a sudden he was wearing a grateful dead shirt. It was, it was controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was, it was a huge uh, shock to all of us. Yeah, it's it's such a funny thing the lines that were drawn and now like young people talk about music and it's just infinitely healthier to just be like 
I just remember the, like just no, I like this and I like this and I like this and the the like the the walls are down between the uh, band versus band. Those <laughs> things are just gone now. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Like watching my kids grow up has been really, I mean, wonderful. That 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 they, they that they don't have to do that. They're like. Um, I think it existed a little bit when they were really young. Like there was some line, there were some lines in the sand being drawn around Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. but like, like between boys and girls, it seemed like at the time, but, um, but they liked Justin Bieber. We went to see the Justin Bieber movie in the theater and both of my kids had haircuts that almost looked like Justin Bieber. And we were in an audience with an entirely uh, teenage girls or preteen girls, and they were really, really, uh, I don't know, getting a lot of attention. <laughs> no, that sounds like the greatest day ever to be a <laughs> to be a preteen or teen. Just like you're just Bieber adjacent at yeah. that point, and that's enough. It was a coincidence. The haircuts just happened to be how they had had their hair, but they did look like they were at the time. They did kind of, and, and we walked into it not not expecting anything. And and when we were, you know, it was pretty obvious that they they looked like they were trying to look like Justin Bieber at the time. So it was <laughs> it was a it was a sweet sweet memory. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna not gonna take much more of your time. I want to ask you a couple more questions, and then I want to ask you a. Uh, we got a thing here, Jeff, where we are trying to. Um, we need scoops. We just need scoops. Okay. We need. I'm gonna not gonna hitch over the scoop yet, but I want to ask you. What is what is your relationship to influences? Ben, since you've been, you're so deep into, into putting out music and creating music, how has your relationship with consuming music and consuming potential influences, uh, changed over the years? Um, I feel like, I feel like I'm the same as when I was a kid. I have a pretty, like, just insatiable appetite for records and, and, and art and books and things like that i just have uh, i have the resources to kind of feed it more than i did when i was a kid and and certainly technology uh allows this kind of crazy i don't know every friday when records come out i can sit and listen to records all day long and just sample like uh you know i feel like when i worked at a record store it was fun on days, the release days, because you just get to kind of open up all the records and, and check everything out. And we get to open up at least one copy of almost everything that would come out. And mm-hmm. now you can you get to do that with, you know, in, you know, hundreds of records at a time if you want. And I kind of do. I kind of just like to listen to stuff and, and read stuff until I can't take it anymore. Uh-huh. That's been the same as when I was a kid. I like. I kind of feel like I have to answer the challenge or something and make something. And, and it's kind of the way I, I feed this creative impulse that I have. That's great. Cause it keeps you, it just, you're not just cause so many people, it's the easiest place in the world to end up is when people are go, Oh, I'm, I'm all full up. I get it. I, I got enough. <laughs> and 
But, but you just yeah, I mean, you go through phases like that with old records that you've listened to a lot, where you're just like, ah, I'm over that. But then you know, I I still listen to a fair amount of uh, comfort food, I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better way of describing it. Things that I know I'm gonna love. Is there anything that has lost its power for you over time? Because I've had that happen with certain things. It's like, look, I just when I was in when I was 15, I started collecting Beach Boys records, and it's been a long time, me and the Beach Boys together. And I just think I might have mm-hmm. squeezed everything out of them that there is to squeeze. They just the records are still <laughs> as great as pot. They're as great as they ever were. But just for me, I think I drained them. Is there anything like that that you feel like you just doesn't move the needle like it used to? Um, uh, not off the top of my head. I think that I think I went through a period like that with the Clash at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I think of being, if I'm being completely honest with myself, there's maybe only one record that really retains the 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 same feeling. And I mean, it's the it's it's London Calling, uh, which is kind of on. I don't know, unassailable, but, um, but the other records that I, that I've loved so much when I was younger, I don't know if I, I just, I don't know if they're just recorded in a way that I can't really listen to anymore yeah. or something, but I guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind is sure. just like having a little bit of its luster, um, faded. Yeah. I mean, it's strange cause I'll go on runs with certain people where I'll, I'll just go on a deep dive with certain things. And I know it's like when I'm done with it, it's like, well, I'm probably not going to listen to the Who like that for five more years. But then, whenever the the itch shows back up again, then it's like, well, I guess this is where we're going. And but some of them, I just feel <laughs> you like, you know, okay. Now that I say that, though, I will say that um, not long after the the pandemic started and everything was shut down, uh, Sammy, or my youngest son. Uh, had left college and left all of his stuff at college. And so at some point, Spencer and Sammy and I got in a van and drove to Yonkers to Sarah Lawrence University to get his dorm and packed up and bring it back to Chicago. And we did it in, in a, like, we did it in like 48 hours. We drove there and drove back. And one of, one of my uh-huh. favorite memories from that trip was on the last, like, it was like middle of the night, last maybe three hours of the drive i asked the asked the kids if they'd ever really listened to sandinista all the way through <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's they said the... of course not mm-hmm. you know they, 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 they heard it and they knew stuff off of it that they hadn't listened to the whole thing so we listened to it with like basically saying no no skipping ahead no nothing <laughs> we're going to listen to the whole record all the way through and that's probably the first time i'd done that since i was a teenager or very yeah probably a teenager and that was just the landscape you know like foggy highway driving and that record is just so otherworldly um so i don't know i just felt like i had to add that after yeah. no. dumping on the clash because well, it was it was beautiful well that's amazing sandinista is like this weird thing that fell from the sky that it's like do you want to <laughs> try to figure out what that thing is it almost doesn't count in a way um it's not, there's nothing else that sounds like it i don't know if any of any other record that sounds like it or creates the 
it feels like it's from the same universe even yeah and it's it's funny how no you don't see many other people putting triple albums out after sandinista like that <laughs> i think they, they were the last they, ones they through blew, that door yeah they they sh- they shot that out uh yeah yeah not yeah. going to happen. No, I think it's now just a couple. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions here. What's the most you ever paid for a record? Uh, hmm. I mean, I handled a lot of really expensive records working in the record stores in St. Louis, but I don't. The, you slapping um, the money down I on the counter. Maybe. What's that? Is you slapping your money down? Yeah, um, I think I, you know, I'm not really that much of a record collector in terms of like just having to have like pristine copies of rare records. I, I just think maybe the first thing that comes to mind is I think I spent around $300 on a Billy Nichols uh, record not that long ago, Love Songs. Okay. That's that's right in that healthy that's range a, of upper register though, 300 and you know it hurts a little bit, it's, but you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I'm. I have. I have many friends that. That's. Um, that wouldn't. That wouldn't even be a blip. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and you both on that one, where it's just like. Uh, yeah, it's like. Well, no, I. I kind of like uh, my car also. Uh, still and <laughs> we're getting into either or I've always territory. been much more interested I want to ha- I want to have the music I don't care if it's on CD or cassette or uh, record or streaming I don't know I just like I want to just hear the song mostly you mm-hmm. know? well who have you never seen a single movie by uh hmm I mean Probably someone I, I I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. Does that count? That definitely I've probably counts. Probably seen a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. But, That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Snickers or Milky Way? Snickers. I once bet my wife not that long ago that I could lose weight just eating Snickers, and I, I lost that bet. Yeah, no, I would. I could have answered that one for you, Jeff. I, uh, it's not. They're not good for you. <laughs> they're, they're. It's no. I thought that I felt so full after eating one. I thought I could just eat three a day. Uh huh. So I bought a case. I bought a case of them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it didn't work. It out. didn't work. No, look, you're talking to somebody who looks at the candy aisle, and I'm like. Oh, there's a payday bar. That's like a healthy candy bar because it's just peanuts, but they're peanuts right. glued together by sugar. <laughs> like, well, now I don't eat sugar at all, actually. So um, I uh, that was part of my experiment, and I I, I failed so so spectacularly <laughs> that it it actually put me off of sugar. So oh, that that's what got you there. More power to you. I am not. I'm. I'm I'm not at that point yet. Um, I'm power. I'm powerless over sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. Um, now, what I want to ask you about 
one apocryphal thing. When you were in Uncle Tupelo, did you throw the Nevermind cassette out the window, or is that some apocryphal story? I think that that happened. That's my memory of it. I, I remember it just being... I remember it just being compared to Whitney Houston in our in our in our van. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it sounded so produced to our ears, um, and I don't know. Yeah, I I, I feel like um, you know it's hard to tell anything whether or not it's my memories are are really. Uh, I don't trust my memory to be honest with you about okay. almost anything from a certain period of time in my life. But, um, that is my I, a memory that I would like, if I was on a lie detector, I think would pass. You'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It was, it sounded kind of sounded like foreigner at that point. Like it was just big. It sounded like, Bo- it sounded exactly like Boston. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean literally sounded like, like Boston. Guitar- yeah it, yeah yeah i just uh just needed tom schultz with one of his weird guitar uh little pedal things or whatever he had to uh to close the deal but we on. were you know we were we were idiots and kind of purist about a lot of things and you know like it's sort of still coming out of that damage we were talking about about drawing lines mm-hmm. uh you know choosing sides about ridiculous like arbitrary things and uh, I don't know for whatever reason, like insecurity, competition, comp- you know, competitiveness, whatever it was, it just felt like, you know, uh, yeah, I, it, it, I, just, I, it just felt like bullshit to us. I remember being so bummed out when I heard "goo," and I was like, "What? Is, what are they doing? Why does it sound like this?" Like I was just so. Like, I couldn't understand why they would do this after Daydream Nation. I was like, why is it just so clean sounding? And it, yeah. it took me years yeah. to finally put it in its proper place. I was just mad at that mm-hmm. album forever. And yeah, no, everybody was on there. It was it really was an us versus them kind of time. Um now, final yeah. final thing I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to play a bumper here. Hold on. Oh. Come on. Give us a scoop. We need scoops. It's all we've... It, this is the new currency. Is It's a scooped-based economy. Any kind of scoop <laughs> you could throw our way? Uh... Jeez. Please um, give us a scoop. <laughs> I don't think I have a scoop that's gonna help you. With doesn't have to be a big your scoop. Scoop-based economy doesn't yeah. have to be a big scoop. Could be one of those taster scoops when you go to an ice cream place and they give you a little sample. That's still a scoop. <laughs> sample scoop. A sample scoop. Well, I I am working on another book. I don't know if that's a scoop. It might be out there a little bit. I am getting ready to, uh, I'll probably have another book out this, uh, this time next year or a little bit later. Well, that is a um, amazing scoop. What, what type of book is it? Um, 
Well, I think it's kind of somewhere between the two books I've written. I think it's maybe more, uh, a little bit more fractured memoir, maybe an essay form, along with some commentary about, uh, I was just kind of, kind of trying to pick about 50 songs that I feel like made, uh, made me who I am to some degree, you know, um, and write about them, you know, kind of like the songs in my life or whatever. I think that maybe the songs I feel like I've learned the most from, but I was going to call it get well soon, everybody. Amazing. That look, I cannot wait. I love as much as I love your music. I love the two books you wrote and knowing there's another one coming, uh, makes my week. So that's exciting. (laughs) And awesome. yeah, and I want to thank you for calling in and being a part of the show, and and everybody should check the album out, Cruel Country. It's so great, and thank you, Jeff Tweedy. Well, nice finally talking to you, Tom. I yeah. really, you know, I feel like I've known you for a long time, so thanks for the book, and, and nice talking to you. Oh, man, same here, and I will see you down the road somewhere. All right, take, take care. care. Okay, bye. Well, how about that? We got the scoop. We got the scoop. Let's uh, go to the studio now. Are we, are we? Should we jump right into it? Yeah, Tom. Uh, they are ready over in the studio. And just a reminder to everybody: when we switch over to the the theater, uh, um, if your stream on Twitch goes down. Uh, just refresh it until it comes back up. It'll probably blink out for a second while we switch over to the theater. Uh, but just re- keep hitting refresh until you see us uh, in the theater, and, and we'll see you there. So refresh your stream, and also there might be some strobe in the studio. Is that going to happen? Uh, it might or might not. There might, might be, there might not. be some minor light effects. Well, just just be aware of that. If that's something that impacts you, please know that that might be a part of the performance. But the performance is so amazing, so excited. Best show has Mike Kroll live. Take it away.
this is a this is a talking break, but uh, doesn't really work without an audience. But I would like to say thanks, uh, thanks for watching, thanks for having us best show. Uh, let's get some honks in the chat. Honk, 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 honk it up. Everybody's honking tonight. We don't we don't have a horn to honk. Had I known, would have purchased like a bicycle honking horn. That works. Let's try. Let's do a honk. Let's let's try to honk with instruments. Okay, that's. I mean, like, a, what about like a low honk? Like a. All right, this isn't working. Let's. We're gonna go on. This is a new one. It's called Honkin. I N apostrophe.
Thank you. We have one more, if that's okay. I don't know. I, don't, I can't see with the fog. That's good. Okay, one more. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm bad at this. I'm out of practice. Um, oh, I should plug the show. Uh, I don't know if Tom did already, but we're playing Thursday night, uh, which is in two days. If you're listening to, well, you yeah, you can look it up. It's Thursday at Teargram Ballroom in downtown Los Angeles with Super Choke. So, oh, that just like killed my headphone feed. Oh, here we go. Okay, it's back. Um, so yeah, come check it out Thursday at, at uh, Teargram with Super Chunk. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, uh, all the. What? I'm sure Tom did. My name is Mike, and uh, long-time listener and fan and friend of the best show. And the staff as well. The staff. Thanks to the staff. Give it up for the best show staff. Hey, best show 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 staff. staff. Great, great people here. All right, this is the last one. Mike Kroll, 
Holy moly. That was, I could cry. I could cry that was so beautiful. And I'm going to say this right now. Number one, I wasn't joking around when I was talking about the best show. We're not messing around no more. We're not messing around. All these other shows, they ain't got it. We got it. And we're going to have music. We're going to have guests. We're going to have calls. We're going to have Sharbling and Worcester. We're going to have topics. It's all here. I might be the weak link on this show now. I might be the problem. I might be the worst part of the best show. I truly might be the worst part of the Well, that's not true. I just, please. There's so many worst parts of the show. Um, let's uh, let's talk to uh, if if a couple uh, members of the band want to say hi, they can come on in. I want to make sure we talk to Mike Kroll, and also he Mike was a hundred percent correct. They're playing Mike Kroll and Super Chunk in Los Angeles, Terragram Ballroom, one of the best places to play. In Los Angeles, in anywhere in America for that matter, these are the best venues ever. Terragrant Ballroom and uh, the uh, Zebulon and uh, Crypto.com Arena, not necessarily in that order. Now, they're playing on Thursday with Super Chunk. Do not miss that show. Can't wait. Mike bleeping crawl ay 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 was that epic don't know what to say to that let's go to the phones and then we will going to go to the phones and then we will talk to uh my crawl shortly hopefully best show hello 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 hi to whom am i speaking hi Tom. this is claro kane claro kane the legendary Comedian Claro Kane. It's true. How are how are you, Claire? I'm good. I'm actually wearing one of those shirts that says "The Man, The Legend," and you know it's got the two arrows, one pointing to the face, and one pointing to <laughs> downstairs. The uh, other part. <laughs> I mean, one goes up and one goes down. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Claire, whatever your shock jock East Coast comedy uh, <laughs> items, you and your legions, of whatever you are, this legion of scum or whatever that thing's called, you guys. Skanks. Skanks, that's what it is. How are you, Claire O'Kane? Did you hear that set from, from Mike Kroll? It rocked. Oh my god! It totally it rocked. I forgot I was on hold, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this sounds good." It's heavy duty, and this best show studio. Now you see what we're doing here. We're doing. We're we're we mean business oh, here. Claro Kane. Dot com. Um. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. Oh, I get it. I'm repeating <laughs> myself a little too much. I guess I should just be modest going forward and just assume that. No. It, oh no, let me just go back to that that way I used to be, keeping my head down and uh, 
to teach her, uh, don't to get, if you can't have any meat until you can't have any pudding until you finish your meat. And all the the <laughs> way I grew up, like the wall, basically, I grew up like the wall <laughs> with your um, your shorts and your tie, yeah, and with, your long socks my, with my shorts and ties, my little uh, schoolboy cap. Um, and the headmaster mm. gets the ruler out. No, no more. <laughs> so what's going on, Claire? How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I just wanted to congratulate you on your 24-hour um, uh, uh, radio uh, fest. Thank you. That's what it was, right? It was a 24-hour radio fest. That's exactly what it was. Makes it sound like uh, <laughs> the Jerry Lewis telethon, <laughs> the way you're talking about it. But maybe I'm today's Jerry Lewis. I'm the new Jerry Lewis. Jerry. Did you help any sick kids? Um, I help sick kids every day of my life, Claire. And I'm the sick I kid. The That's the irony of it. I'm the sick kid. I look in the mirror and I see a little sick boy looking back at me. Help me, Tom. And I go, would you like some candy? And he says, yeah, let's go get some ice cream instead. Not exactly in the mood for candy. I'll say, uh, <laughs> let's get poke, little kid. I'll be like, yeah, let's do that first. Dry <laughs> toppings on poke, Claire. What do you prefer? What do you prefer? Adamame, crunchy onions. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing crunchy garlic. I'm doing edamame. I'm doing dried seaweed. Nice. Nice. I like, the, I like the cut of your What jib. have you. Sometimes I'm the doing... seaweed's a little too overpowering on the poke, I will say, if I'm being completely honest. What is? The seaweed can be a little overpowering. I, I like to think of it as it's being draped in its own... Um, blanket oh no i understand all of that i'm talking about when i actually put it in my mouth it's overpowered. oh yeah 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 sure yeah so what what's going on this that's summer? what we're all gonna be eating tom <laughs> seaweed i'm actually on a seaweed yeah, diet that's now. What... i didn't mention that i'm actually on a seaweed diet when i see uh weed uh I smoke it at 420, trying to get in with the kids now, right? Sticky icky, Cheech and Chong, right? All the kids think they're like, this guy knows who Cheech and Chong are. He's cool. He's one of us. <laughs> when I was a kid and Cheech yeah, and Chong was yeah, around, but- you know what I thought of them, Claire? I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. I was like, that's stupid. Really? Yeah. I hated Cheech and Chong, hated Three Stooges. Any of that stuff, I was like, "What? What? What? What was your elevated humor?" Oh, I preferred uh, a Mort Saul, somebody who would read the newspaper and wittily jet. No, I, I liked, <laughs> I just liked other stuff. I liked SCTV, just as dumb, but a little more contemporary at that point. And I also liked Saturday yeah. Night Live. Never heard of it. You wrote for Saturday Night Live this past season. Any news? Any news? You got anything for us? You got a scoop? Come on. Give us a scoop. You got a scoop for us? What's going on, Claire? (laughs) Well, you know what I would love for the scoop to be is for Mike Kroll to be a musical guest. Musical guest. Oh, 
from your 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 mouth oh. to God's ears, Claire O'Kane. And we have Mike Kroll in the studio right now. Mike, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Tom, give is me this... one second to get Mike's okay. uh, thing okay. going. My bad. No, this is... Andrew, after the job you just did with that set, there's no such thing as a my bad on your side of things. Mike, it sounded so great. Did too. it? Oh, my God. People were flipping out. I was listening. I wanted to listen to it here, not in the room with headphones on. I wanted to hear how everybody's hearing it, and I could not believe. You, you can could make record it. bands in here. You could cut records. We could cut records. I'm telling yeah. you one thing. You could walk that thing right over to, you walk it right to Mac, and you say, put this out. On Thursday at the Terragram Ballroom, you drop a dat tape in front of them yeah. with this on it. <laughs> or a zip drive. A zip drive, put it out. Yeah. You tell them you put this out, and then you just smack them once just to show them you're not scared of them. You go, I'm not scared of you. And he'd be like, why, why, why would you be scared of me? Yeah. I'm a nice guy. Claire? Yeah. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Was there something you wanted to say beyond congratulating me for my radio uh, marathon? You know, I wanted to let you know that I did um, try to call in. Um, but there was so much, oh, you know, I, I, I saw the, I, I, I saw did try the, to call in, in the, in the last four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the irritated tweets. Don't worry. <laughs> I saw the irritated tweets <laughs> from a Claire O'Kane. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should call I and talk about you know, pudding or whatever you were moaning about. Like maybe I could get on there if I talked about uh, candy Stop bars. It. What was hey, it again? Man, I'm just a dedicated listener. No, I like Claire. A dedicated listener, peace and love. Claire. And um, you're one of my favorites. You know it. that. People can see you live. You're doing some live shows this week, right? Oh yeah, this uh, Thursday at the, the Bell House in Brooklyn. I'm opening for James Austin Johnson. Amazing. Uh, Saturday Night Live fame. Yeah, love it. That's so cool. Come on out to do that. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to Mike Cole now. I wanted to say hi. I, Claire, I love you, and I'm so glad to hear from you. And call anytime you want, my friend. Bye. Bye. That's nice. Now, Mike. Yeah, this um, is working? This is working. We're up and we're doing it. Cool. Look at that. Look how fast they just move with this now. Live I, it's now, really impressive. Claire, I don't know what to do. I'm almost, I'm the, I think I'm the worst part of this show now. I honestly think the tech is sorted out, the band, the setup, the stage, the guests. I'm the weak I'm It's like Richard Harris when he had Jimmy Webb writing songs for me at this orchestra, recording all the stuff. And then he's like, kind of can't sing that well. And you're just like, you're the problem in the band now. And look at that. We're on, oh, we're yeah. on camera right now. now I can see what my hair looks that. like. Yeah, it looks mm. amazing. You look, uh, you. It was hot in there. I I chose to wear all polyester. Not mm -hmm. maybe not the best move. No, you you, you suffered for the rock, and it was <laughs> the you. best. No, Thank seriously, you. it's it was just amazing. So you, it's been a little bit of time mm -hmm. since power chords, mm -hmm. and what's uh, what's this guy doing? What is this? What this fellow wants. Was this not aimed at? Should I move? Or you're moving. I don't like that. I don't okay. like that slumpy look I have there. This is, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just going to only be able to watch the hood. TV. It's, Put my hood up. Yeah, that's it's better. How's that? 
That looks cool. wearing my hood of like Unabomber style. Like those sketches what they thought the Unabomber looked like. I don't like that either. That's bad. It's all bad. You look like Creed, right? What was that movie that you liked, right? The movie Creed? Yeah, yeah. you liked Creed. I did. Doesn't um, he wear like a hood? Yeah. Like a boxer. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a boxer. Although, except um, I cannot box. That's the difference between me and Creed. I would get punched once and cry. Yeah, would, would you think about joining a boxing gym? I've been thinking about it. There's a couple near my house, and I've heard that it's like a... I mean, I have no interest in punching anyone. Yeah. But I have an yeah. interest in being forced to work out. Sure, getting like some cardio. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I get cardio. I just want to get some strength. Okay. All right. What do you think? Well, I am interested in punching people. That might be the difference between <laughs> us. I, that, that was, you had me at punching people. Yeah, okay. Um, I would do that. Let's I could take a class together. Yeah. I'll just be the guy who just like, burr, burr, yeah. burr. I'll like, hold the bag for you. And, but it's just like if I'm boxing somebody, they get stuck. They're just like, look, if you just move, you'll be able to beat the tar out of this guy. But if he like traps you in the corner, then you're in trouble. Like that's yeah. who I'll be. Yeah. Like a bear. They'll call me the bear. I'm already bringing my own nickname to the gym. Yeah. To this, tra- to well, this boxing thing. Unfortunately, that's already a show on Hulu. It is on Hulu. Well, mine's okay. going to say Da Bear. Da Bear. Yeah. That's also a football team. Well, mine, the Bears. Uh, so this is singular, the Bear. Yeah. No, D U H. I should just say, duh. Duh. duh, duh, Bear. Ellipses. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So, anyway, it's so exciting. You're going to be back um, rocking it in Los Angeles at uh, Terragram Ballroom, which is such a great place to see shows. It was yeah. Super Chunk. With Super Chunk. Where it all began for you, opening for Super Chunk, in terms of your relationship with Absolutely, yeah. Records. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and Tom is to uh, credited for that magical introduction. Oh, no, we don't need to go into that that I... Well, it's true. Told. For anybody keeping score out there, Tom... Introduced me to Mac at Merge Records and and then and gave him my music mm-hmm. and then Mac said we're playing in L.A. Do you want to play a show with us? And yeah. then I was very nervous and I I played. I thought it was like my audition. Yeah, and, and I, it I was. think it was. Yeah, it I think literally it literally was. was. Yeah, he was sitting there with a pad. <laughs> he was like yeah. he has a chart. He's like yeah, charisma. Yes, eight nine. <laughs> no nine. That's a nine. He's really calm. Eh, like a six. Songs ten. Uh, four. <laughs> four <laughs> so what are you guar like you're just like not many songs but boy that Blood. stage show is something else yeah um, 10 yeah now costumes costumes 10, ten. <laughs> yeah um you uh what what are you doing music wise now in terms of new stuff uh nothing <laughs> nothing oh no i'm i'm on here just to promote this show on thursday okay uh, at the Terragram Ballroom mm-hmm. with Super Chunk. I, I have no, mu- no new music to really okay. promote. Um, Are you feeling the itch? Yeah, I'm definitely feeling the itch. Been feeling the itch. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for me, the songwriting is, um, it's kind of like uh, when it rains, it pours sort sure. of thing. And I just, uh, I haven't really been feeling that inspired, but I think in time, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like it's coming. It's brewing. Okay, like you can, and you kind of have, do you have like a just a, a you have like probably your own internal compass for this to just know like we're cycling toward yes one yep. of those stretches yes that's 
No, that's. I'm feeling like it's 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 on its way. Okay. So okay. So I will say that much. That mm-hmm. it, yeah. Hopefully something comes to fruition in the in the, in the next couple months. Okay. And then we can have a new record. And well, you know this. Yeah. We're ready when you're ready. Oh, I appreciate it. When you're ready, I'm ready to hear it. When you're ready to write and record it, I'm ready to listen. To Great. It. The the most one sided transaction. <laughs> you have to crack your head open, pour all your creativity out, make a record, and you're very meticulous about things. This is one of the things I admire about you. I admire a lot about you. One of the things I've always admired. You have had a feel for the entire package mm-hmm. for when you do things. It is not just it is not just a, it's not just a record. The record has very specific, distinct imagery and mm-hmm. packaging. And the packaging tends to inform the live show mm-hmm. in a lot yes. of ways. Like the, it is it is a it, it 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 all ties together. And that's one of my favorite things about you. But the music also stands completely on its own. People didn't even need to know that that's a part of it. To be a fan of the music. They could just be like, I like Mike's music. I didn't know that part. It's not like you're trapped by that in by any right by any uh stretch, but it is an it's a compliment to the entirety of the thing. So I, I always love that you have the visual side that you're trying to achieve something with the visual side because you you started as a uh a, you started in graphic design mm-hmm. uh with our own uh young Pat Byrne was a was a, a, a longtime friend of yours. Yeah. Pat and I went to art college together in mm-hmm. New York City. Pat okay. majored in film and yeah. then and I majored in graphic design. Yeah. But then you said mm-hmm. very, very vocally and very just you said it so that you drew a line on yourself to say, I'm not doing that anymore. I said it publicly. Yeah. But in the pandemic and, uh, you of, know. Of course, but you, but what you did when you said, look, the yes. world has changed. Yes. yes, But at that point in your artistic development, it is a big move to say, I'm all in on this. I'm not focusing on that anymore because safety nets are something else in that regard. Right, right. I and agree. Because what, what did that mean for the, for what you, to your relationship with your music exactly yeah as soon as i focused all my effort and energy towards the music side of of what i was doing career-wise that's the moment everything changed for me and and it really i i'm very thankful that i um i took that leap of faith and i'm and i'm glad that i met people along the way like yourself that that uh, encouraged me and and continued to support me Mm -hmm. during those years and um and yeah so anybody out there who's listening who's Got another career path that they're more passionate about than what their day job is mm-hmm. or what they're, you know, what they've done with their life up until this point. I'm really, I, I would like to be a testament to if you follow your dreams and stick to things and um, you're nice to people along the way, you never know what's going to happen. And, yeah. and you gotta, you gotta just do what you love. And that's a, yeah, yeah. because it's very easy. You start, and again, Everybody's in different situations. I know people are going to say, like, well, I got this and I can't do that. It's like, I understand that completely. Mm -hmm. Reality is reality. And we're all dealing with our own versions of reality when we say these things. And it's it's like, but when it's, when, if you see a chance to to bet on yourself, it's worth 
taking the shot. Worth taking the bet, yeah. Yeah. Now, is uh, I would love to say hi to Allison, and I would love to say hi to... I want people to know about what Sean is up to. Especially. I don't know if there's if if Sean's still here, he can come in. Allison, I think left because we just got a dog and uh, she had to go take no, care of the dog. Have, you have to tell me about taking care of dogs. Yeah, you know about dogs. Yeah, and your dog is amazing. I see the pictures <laughs> on on Instagram. He's very cute. And the dog's name is Mooney. Mooney, which is uh, Loretta Lynn's husband. Okay. From Coal Miner's Daughter, the movie that was Allison's favorite movie. Well, okay. from real life, but mm-hmm. uh, the reason. That uh, we we picked the name was we happened to just watch Coal Miner's Daughter. I'd never seen it. Allison loved it growing up, mm-hmm. and that's played by Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, Mooney. His okay. his nickname is Mooney because he was a moonshiner. Okay, and we just we happened to be looking at dogs a few weeks after that, and that name just felt right when we saw the dog. We were like, this seems right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, I was personally hoping it was a, a tribute to uh, Can. And Malcolm Mooney. No, 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 no. And sorry. Some speculated it was you tipping your hat to the Mooney Suzuki. Sure, I like Mooney Suzuki, but no, no. Well, but but no, it's not, a tribute, no, it's not to, a tribute. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That's a great band, Mooney Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. I um, what's up? Oh, look who's still here. Yeah, as I live and breathe. Oh my, it's uh, just a. If I was in a casino right now, I'd be holding all my the chips are just shooting out of the machine because I just hit a the jackpot. Yeah, absolutely. Did Mike tell you we were just in Las Vegas? Hold on, you got to move the mic closer to you. Well, hey, oh, before man. we get off topic, real quick. I mean, yeah. this is going to get off topic, yeah, but yeah. I watched the you know a lot of the twenty four hour marathon, okay. and it was great. And Thanks. the 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 biggest development that I was the happiest to learn about was that you like a little show. That Allison and I have watched every season, every episode of. Do you know what I'm going to say? It's a show called Love Island. Oh, yeah. No. I feel like we've talked about Love Island before. I don't think we have. Well, look. Are you grafting right now? (laughs) I might be. Don't mug me off, though. Don't mug me off. You think I'm a tall mug? I get pine now. I get pine. Yeah. (laughs) Pine. Right now, don't ruin anything. No, don't. No, yeah, no, we're please. not done with no. it either. We're on know. season seven right now, not on the one oh, that's okay. happening right yeah. now. Okay, yeah, season we're on seven the one. is great. I'll say that. That's I'll not this. spoiling it. Season seven, first couple episodes, I was like, this sucks. This season sucks. That's how I feel about all of them. I'm like, I don't know if I I'm hate into every this. one of these people. Yeah. And by the end of it, they're your best friends. You love them. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny on that show where this is what happens to me? You tell me if you feel the same way. And Sean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what we're talking Sean about. Sean has no, no idea what he we're talking about. He knows about uh, pizza. And we'll hear all about that. In pepperoni. Moment. Yeah, exactly. He knows like how the, the pepperoni pies <laughs> and whatnot. You watch a season of the show, and there'll be somebody you're just like, this might be the most attractive person I've ever seen in my life. Then you meet them for a little bit, and you're just like, I don't like this person. And you're just like, this might be the least attractive person. Mm-hmm. I, f- I, f- I find that like my opinion of how I feel in terms of like being attracted to the people, their personality, and this makes me a very evolved person to say, I'm kidding. I just, or it's just suddenly I'd be like, that person is repulsive. And I was like, at one point I thought they were incredibly attractive. And then you're just like, I hate that guy. I hate that woman. And that's just my experience with it. I just find myself 
the allegiances go fast and yeah, more. they really do, and yeah. they swap around. You know, yeah. there's some yeah. couples where you're like, this couple's great, and then mm-hmm. you just see them for a few weeks, yeah. and you're like, this couple's horrible. I yeah. hate this couple. Absolutely, they're never gonna work. Season five, who's the best from season five? Mara, Mara, you like Mara? Love Mara. Love yeah. um. Tommy well, Fury. <laughs> love, oh, Tommy yeah. Fury. love Tommy Fury. Love Tommy and Molly May. Love Molly Ovi. May. Love Ovi. Ovi. Ovi was like my favorite that goes, season. Message. Look at, I got a text. <laughs> and he goes, message. Message. I thought yeah. that would have caught on. I loved him saying yeah. message. Oh, yeah. He, he made thought, it his own. I thought one of these knuckleheads would just repeat that. And they, yeah. I can picture the proofs just like yelling at them. It was like, no, don't. Don't keep that going. The line is, I've got a text. I got a text. Sean has no idea what we're talking about. You so, really got to dive in. I'm getting yeah. intrigued. Mora. Mora was the best. Mora rules. Yeah. What, what episode are you on? How far are you in the season? Who's Mora? Well, that's season five. So we're in season seven Oh, now. so you finished season five. We just got past Casa Mora in season seven. Okay, okay. great. And, uh, great. <clears throat> and Faye's losing her mind, I bet. I, I'm not a big Faye fan. Faye's hard. Faye's difficult because she always she's always like undercutting everything with her dumb... British jokes when she's always like, "Oh, it's a thing, right? It's not. It, it's us doing the thing, like the. It's like, oh, we just stop undercut." She's always like, "Oh, you like me, but you don't like me, do you?" So it's like, just say you like a person. It's not the end of the world to own an emotion. Yeah, yeah. No one. The people who are into the show are screaming with joy right now. Great. Everyone else it's is like, mad shut up. No, everyone I'm, else should watch it. It's great. You should. I will say one last great. person in season five. I, I loved Amber, and I'm so happy Amber won season five. Well, oh yeah, did you just give it away? Season, oh, season five. five. Season oh, five. Oh, oh well, but don't fine. ruin it for the people no, who haven't watched it. It's been out for years, but yeah, no. yeah. Season I want. five, Amber and Greg. Yeah, that's much about Greg. Have you seen season Amber. three? No, I started on five. Okay, okay. So next is season three. Season, season three, three is the, the best. best. Okay. The best season. I think the chat will. Agree. Agree. I don't. Yeah. Chat. Should I watch season three next or season eight? Uh, well, right. okay. Well, so season eight right. is fantastic. We're loving season. We're eight. loving it. Or should I watch uh, movies that are well made? <laughs> like that Critically acclaimed. You'll have time yeah. for like, that. Well made art. <laughs> I don't or, think so. Or should I just watch um, somebody uh, guy guys making bad yeah. ice coffee? Oh, really morning. bad. Yeah. Who started that? Like I'm like, because it's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, I start wearing makeup like they wear on Love Island, to where like it just like it just smears of orange. <laughs> I kind of Allison did I that the other day. I dropped my makeup game recently. It's not nearly as intense, but I feel like we were watching so much Love Island. Uh-huh. I was like, I guess I need to wear foundation. Like they're all like uh-huh. wearing just wearing so much makeup. I'm like, never in my life worn foundation. But goop, you stick your face in in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you hold it. Like you need to like waterboard yourself with makeup <laughs> to get the effect. Now, Allison. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you, of course, Allison Crutchfield. <laughs> You've got swearing. Mm-hmm. You've got your solo career. Mm-hmm. What are you up to? And you play with Mike. And I play with Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, not a lot of music performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working for Anti Records about three years ago, and I'm going strong with that. Okay. Really enjoying it. Okay. Shout out Anti Records. Yes. Um. And then other than that, we're, yeah, we're just, we're living. We are, we have a dog, which I heard you guys talking about. Yes, Mooney. Well, uh, yeah, we're, we're spending a lot of time with the dog. We're traveling a lot. Um, just living life. Come on, <laughs> give us a scoop. 
I have been writing a lot of songs, and I did. I, I've started a new project that I'm not. Please <laughs> give us a scoop. <laughs> I'm giving you the scoop. This is the first time I've said this. Okay. Yeah, um, I started a new project, and it's very new, and okay. I can't talk about it much more than that. Sure. Um, but it's a collaborative project, and okay. we're writing songs, and it's going really well, and I'm very right. excited. So I do have some stuff on the horizon, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there will be new Allison music soon. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And maybe new swearing. We just played some shows. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we're Philadelphia and New York. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Sean. Hello. Hi, Sean. What's what? What's your last name again, Sean? My last name's Lango. Sean Lango. But I don't call you that. I call you Pizza Man. That's right. Your name is not Sean. It is not Mr. Lango. It is Pizza Man. Why? I'm going to say this. Los Angeles has so many great things in it. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Paquito Moss. Do you like Paquito Moss? We Mike love, yeah. love Paquito like Moss. Yeah. We've been together. Oh, of course. I, for some reason, I, I'm, no, I'm, I love the it. lines are getting crossed here. That's okay. We love it. Yeah, we love it. We Yeah. Yeah. You like the uh, the shrimp burrito. I like the shrimp burrito, ahi yeah. burrito. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Steak quesadilla is good. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I've been getting the protein plate. Okay. All right, good for up. you. <laughs> protein, somebody's doing some healthy living at Piquito yeah. Moss. Yeah. So you're the one. I'm the one. The one. <laughs> dust off a protein plate. <laughs> the, the... Uh. Now, my, uh, Mike, Allison, Sean. He's not just a rocker, and you are a rocker. Thank you. Sean, one of the things Los Angeles does not have, until now, is good pizza. You go, you look for pizza, and it's it's fine. It's okay a lot of times. Sometimes it's like, yeah, it's not bad. It's not Toronto bad, but it's not the embarrassment of riches. You're in New Jersey and to a lesser extent, New York. And um, that's right. Yeah. He wow. said it. Yeah. And um, you go, you throw a rock and you hit a, you hit good pizza. You literally throw a rock. Could be the grimiest place you go and it's just like, yeah, it's pretty good pizza there. But LA is, is, is uh, underrepresented in terms of good pizza until now. Why? Because Sean is the architect, the the founder and proprietor and and head chef. He's the bear of <laughs> <laughs> back. Do you yell that and you're the only one yelling at yourself? He says, behind yes, you. Chef. <laughs> behind you. Who, who's behind um, um there's a place called Pizza. Secret? Secret Pizza. Secret Pizza in Los Angeles that Sean is the owner of. And I'm telling you this. And Pat, you can jump on at any point. You can testify to this. You can attest to this. And Mike, you Amen. can attest to the pizza. Mike, you like LA, you like New York and New Jersey pizza, right, Mike? Absolutely. Oh, I do. That much. No, I'm sorry. The, yeah. The, sorry. the best. No. Yes. Yeah, well, Mike, you should see the pizza out here. Sometimes you think you're back in high school, like it's heat lamp pizza. It's heat lamp it's pizza shame. sometimes, Mike. Heat lamp, I'm telling you. But Pat, tell Mike, Kroll, and Lisk about 
Secret pizza. Secret pizza? That's it. So bad with these things. Because I'm blending it with Little Secret, the venue mm-hmm. that Brett Davis is uh, the the uh, architect and founder. There's so of. many secrets out there. There's so many it's secrets. To, it's hard to keep up. Remember when Tony Curtis did, uh, when he hosted uh, Hollywood Babylon, he'd be like, you want a secret? I got a secret for you. Um, that's a whole other reference. Sorry, everybody. Um, but Sean has a place called Secret Pizza, and this is no joke. Say it, Pat. The pizza's as good. Look, look at this. Would you look at that for for the love of Christ? Yeah, that's literally pizza. Christ. Literally Christ. I think you took those with your iPhone too, right? Yeah, those were taken with my iPhone, baked in my home oven, those ones right there. So there's no photo retouching. There's no, no. This, is, this is just the real deal. It just looks that good straight yeah. up. This pizza is so good, Sean. You, you cracked the code on this. And these other suckers with their pizza places out here putting this glorified heat lamp pizza in front of you. You got them on the run now. You got them on the run. You might as well walk them to the ocean. <laughs> Tell them to jump in. Walk them right on the pier. That's where you're going. Take your dumb pizza with you. And the story actually started in Harrison, New Jersey, where Sean was living, and he used to throw these amazing parties. Mm-hmm. He had he had not even a, a real pizza stone, right, Sean? Oh, it was like a something that you got from a um, some kind of construction yard or something yeah yeah it was from a soapstone countertop warehouse it was an inch thick slab of soapstone that i would bake on that's right wow mm-hmm. and he'd have these parties and he'd invite everybody over and he just like practiced making pizza for years and they were always amazing and it was delicious and then he moves to los angeles partly to pursue playing guitar in the micro band and um, COVID happens. Well, Sean, you tell the story. It was a day like any other. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're locked down. It's 2020. Um, you can't even really buy flowers in, flour in the stores because everything's sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of ours says, oh, yeah, I just ordered a bag of flour in the mail. So I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I got 50 pounds of flour and just started making pizzas for myself and friends. And I kept hearing you should sell these. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, I'll just see what happens. And uh, actually, Brett Davis was one of the very first people to have a secret pizza. And when he shared it, my like two followers became 100 and then 100 became 300. And next thing you know, uh, I found a spot on the east side to make pizzas in a proper kitchen. So what are are the hours? Where can people, people can go to secret pizza? Yeah, so at Secret Pizza LA on Instagram, secretpizzala.com. Those are your uh, those are your places to find the ordering. Right now, ordering's just done uh, through the uh, internet, and the hours are weekend hours, Friday and Saturday, four to nine. Okay, uh, that'll be expanding as as things get underway. Yeah, and. Uh, Please check it out. Yeah, check out Secret Pizza. Now, if a best show, somebody comes in, they go, I heard about you on the best show. What do you get? You give them a little tip, you tip in your hat, <laughs> you give them a little extra. Uh, what if you throw one more piece of pepperoni on, let me say? Oh, yeah. I if could somebody do comes that. in and says, I heard about you on the best show, you go, Oh, really? And you take one little thing, you go, Whoop. 
One extra pepper. I, I think I could. Yeah, that's that's a new. Uh-huh. That's a policy now. Even if they're just like, I don't want pepperoni on it. It's just like, <laughs> just too one. late. <laughs> Shouldn't have mentioned the best show. Got one piece, of, one little pepperoni slice on it. Now, in all seriousness, it's so good. And I'm so excited you. for you to have a, a permanent location. And I cannot wait till you are basically uh, trapped in that place, making pizza <laughs> seven days a week from nine in the morning until midnight. But then you're going to be so rich. <laughs> oh, you're going to be so rich. All that pizza money. Pizza money. In. You get one of these because you get the, you get a Nick Cage comes in and he's like, I like this pizza. And then the next thing you know, you're catering his party. Then you're hanging out with Don Kirshner. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it all comes back to Mike Kroll, the great Mike Kroll. You, that was so great. It sounded so amazing. Everybody was top form. The Terragram Ballroom better look out because yes. they don't know what they've what they're in store for. Are you going to be there? Oh no, I won't. Be. <laughs> of course, I'll be. Okay. I cannot wait. Okay, okay, I can't wait. Great. No, it's so exciting. And thank you, Mike, and Allison, and Sean playing also and scott and, and danny that's what I to they're say. not here yeah, yeah. but um great friends of ours they're filling in on guitar and drums um mm-hmm. and uh i could give just a quick plug yeah scott's in a great uh heavy metal band called skeleton witch which is an incredible metal band check okay. out skeleton witch mm-hmm. and danny and his wife own a fantastic salon in our neighborhood of eagle rock it's called fever few and that's where Alison and i get our haircuts okay mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a haircut in the East Los Angeles area, mm-hmm. check out Feverfew. What if Feverfew and Secret Pizza team up? Well, that wouldn't work because people would get their hair all over. Yeah. Pizza. Well, maybe after they get their haircut, uh-huh. a little grab something. A, a snack I, was of, I was trying to think of a during, and that would not work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. Thank you for coming in, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday at Terragram Ball. Great. Thanks Thank for, you having for having us, you. Tom. Should I take these calls real fast? I'm going to go real fast. It's 9.01. We're going to be done at 9.05. Everybody's going to get their calls on. You watch this. It's the most amazing act of, of, of I don't know what. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great tonight. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being on hold for so long. I'm sorry to tell you we're running out of time. You had something to say about your grandpa? What? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, my uh, my grandfather he was uh, he was a professional uh, uh, meat cutter at a supermarket back in whenever that was, um, and he uh, he was missing a couple of fingers from like a slicer accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what those things will and, do. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And when I it was yeah it was a, you you'd forget and then I'd see it and it would be kind of terrifying when I was a little kid. Yeah. Now, I'll talk more about my dad and his missing finger on an upcoming episode. But I'm sorry about your dad and the meat slicer. Do you remember what he was slicing when he (laughs) lost the fingers? Swiss? What was he slicing? Not a clue. Not a clue. Well, thank you for the call. I don't don't know what to say. I just got it. That's how we move it. Best show. Hello. 
Hey, Tom. It's Jason in North Carolina. How's Jason, going? I'm good. I'm good. What 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 do you got uh, in store for us, Jason? Well, um, you know, last week I believe it was uh, someone had offered to wire you some money in order to uh, get this uh, cupcake business going. Yeah, the the cu- three sixty cupcake thing because cupcakes generally top part is amazing. That stump at the bottom, nobody's into it. I was coming up with an idea of just you dunk the lower part in like a hard, it make it like a chaw, like a like a confection sleeve on it. Then the whole cupcake is set. Look, maybe this is a dessert part of Secret Pizza. I'll set up Cupcake Three Sixty. Um, yeah, whether you like it or not, come on down and. So you want to wire me some money? Well, I don't, but you you were having trouble because he was offering to wire you his life savings and you said you didn't know how to get it, but really you already have access. Just just call your bank or credit union and get the instructions and he could wire that money to you. What's a a credit union? Am I in the Navy? Hey, I don't know what you're using. Well, I do. (laughs) I ain't using no credit union. Community. What's that? Uh, community credit credit unions around community i want nothing to do with community i <laughs> am a rock no community i am an island jason thanks for the call one final call and this is one that i cannot wait to see here or here best show hey, hi this is rob from rock I'm sorry. Hey, Tom, this is Rob from Rochester, New York. How are you? I'm good, Rob. Uh, garbage plates, yay or nay? Where are we at? You yay. like yay? Okay. But I'm uh, I'm a baked beans guy, not a Mac salad guy. Okay. I don't know what that means. What uh, what do you got for me here? What do you got? You want to talk about a perfect album? Well, uh, I, I kind of wanted just a little bit different from that. You know, you talked about perfect albums. You talked about the Pet Shop Boys compilation and how awesome mm-hmm. that was. I wonder, do you have a favorite DJ mix? Like could be, you know, hip hop thing or, you know, electronic or something like that. Have, are, you, are there any particular go-to mixes? I have that to think really about like? that. That's what I have to think about. I honestly, a lot of stuff like that, I'm much more passive on when I consume it, to be honest. And I... Cause, I'm sorry. No, you go, you go. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I, I'll typically lean into listening to a DJ mix rather than you know listening to an album. I mean, I do have some albums I love, but you know, usually my go-to is I, I really like hearing the different artists and hearing you know how DJ puts them together and kind mm-hmm. of takes you on a little bit of a trip. You know, sure. Give me, give me one recommendation. My number one of all time, uh, Cold Cut Journeys by DJs. Uh, Journeys by DJ, they came out with it in 1995, I believe. They just mix everything. It's just really masterfully done. And, you know, you, you get through 70 minutes and it, it feels like it was about five minutes and you want to put it on again. So I highly recommend that one. Perfect. I will check it out. No joke. I will check it out. Rob, you call back another time. We'll okay. talk. We'll have a longer conversation. Thanks for the call, buddy. Final one. Is this the final one in the screening room? Let's just hit talk and we'll see what's what. Best show. Hi. Hello. I think Rob was it. 
That was Rob. Okay. Well, I did it. I said 905 and I hit it at 905. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Jeff Tweedy. Thank you to Mike Kroll and the band. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, who made that possible. Andrew and Brad and Brad and Jason and Pat and Mike and all the people. And go to patreon.com slash the best show if you want to support the show. That is how you can support it is via the Patreon. We have exclusive content going up. I recorded and asked Tom last night at one in the morning. I was loopy. And that's the best version of things when I'm half out of it from wondering. This is where I'm at. I'm literally laying in bed. Should I go to sleep? Should I go record something? And I go, eh, let's go record it. And then I start talking and, and, and I don't even remember where I am half the time and the things I must have said on that thing. Oh, my goodness. And your, my loss is your gain. So get ready for that. Best show. Back next week. Got another big episode. Tell your friends, would you? For the love of Christ, tell your friend. I don't know why that's the funniest thing for me to just invoke Christ all the time now on the show. Um, Seriously, though, he has risen. Uh, I just want to tell you all we will be back next week, and it's going to be a good show. But what else would it be? It's the best show, dummy. Bye.